Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. It's episode 292. I'm Dave. I'm with the main man, Rich. Rich, how are you? Good, mate. Good, mate. Straight in the door and onto the podcast. Yeah, that's it, man. Working for the paycheck. Working for, working on the gang. What is that? What's that song? Working on the chain gang? Roy Orbison is like working on the chain gang or something? Is it like a chain gang being on Signal for you? Yeah, yeah. I believe so. Well... <laughs> Kind of, because I'm not getting paid, so I guess it yeah. is. Yeah, I think for you, it's more like, I'm thinking of Ben-Hur. I'm ben, in Ben-Hur. I'm one of the guys with a little whip, and you're on the oars. That's it. <laughs> Keep rowing, Rich. Thankfully, thankfully you're, 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 you're a bit past it, so the, the, the whiplashes don't hurt as much, because exactly. you can't put your back into it. Exactly, man, with the dodgy back and everything else. <laughs> I had a tennis victory on the weekend, actually, after our last uh, encounter. Um, and then I. Well, that's because tr- you've got to play smarter these days, not harder. I know it is. It's very, very, very true. Um, yeah. So episode two nine two, we're doing aliens, uh, a mini series. Uh, Ray couldn't make it, but we do wish our best wishes to Ray, of course. Um, as always, a uh, fellow god of the game, uh, someone who actually brings it all the time, just like us, Rich. Now, I do want to make mention right up front our Patreon. Join up the Patreon. There's new content this week. Rich and I did Cinema of Doom. Uh, we did Once Upon a Time in the West. For a second, I forgot what we did. Once Upon a Time in the West. It went for about 17 hours, the movie. Um, and uh, But, we, yeah, we, we're a nice episode. Worth every second. It was good. It was good. I don't want to ruin it for listeners. But join the Patreon at patreon.com slash signal of doom. I need it for my throat operation. I'm losing my voice here, as you can <laughs> see, like two minutes into a show. Um, yeah, but it was a lot of fun. Um, we've got more stuff coming with Dion um, as well. Uh, I'm thinking about my next pick, and I'm thinking The Wild Bunch or The Manchurian Candidate, either one of those two. They're my two movies that I've kind of got in my mind. Um, so, yeah, so patreon.com slash Doom. Join up for as little as a dollar per month. Um, you know, the, the price of a cup of coffee per month, you can support the show. It all goes back into the show. Also, we had, and I'm very proud of this, I had an interview chat, really, with Chuck Dixon um, earlier this week. Um, can I just say, Rich, I don't know if you had an opportunity to listen to it yet. It was one, It was an absolute pleasure. It's always a pleasure to talk to Chuck, but it was a loose conversation. Um, such a friendly guy. We went into some quite deep territory in terms of, like, his career and stuff. Um, and, Rich, you know my interest in DC War Comics that I'm starting to have, you know? Um, I've spoken to you about it recently. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You wanted to get into Sergeant Rock. Sergeant Rock, yeah. Um, stuff like Horn and Tank. And I've always... I remember from my childhood those books being on the shelves. Like, that, like they were still on the shelves. And I'm, I mean when I was young, young, like under 10. But anyway, um, he met Robert Kanika when he went to DC offices in the late 70s and chatted to him, like, quite often. Um, and Robert Kaniger was the guy who created Sergeant Rock and, and, you know, was with Joe Kubert, the big person behind a ton of those war comics. And so, yeah, we get into that kind of stuff. We get into the 70s. We're in the corridor again. You know me, Rich. You know I love to get the feel of the times, you know? You you heard it when we were talking to Elliot S. Magan. Remember that? Elliot S. Magan and um, Julie Schwartz in the room? Mm-hmm. 
Well, this time we're we're in a corridor on a couch with Robert Kaniger and Chuck Dixon. The year's nineteen seventy-eight. Painting a picture, Rich. That's a very nice picture. It's a great picture, and, and like, believe you me, if we could have had these people, if if this show was done like twenty, thirty years ago, we could have got Robert Kaniger on the show. We could have got. I don't know when Gardner Fox passed away, Rich. Have we got a date on that? Because oh, should I, have to look I, I would be, I'm thinking he may not have made it to the '80s. You know, I've got a feeling Gardner Fox might have punched out sort of pretty early in the piece. Like I think I, I, I you don't hear anything about Gardner Fox in the '80s, do you? It, the, the news is silent. Let's let's try to get a new. I'm just trying to say, Gardner Fox. It would be a séance, I think, to get him on the show. You know, unless we were recording this show in the '80s and we're age ten. You know, you're six, and he's. Yeah. You know, it would be a challenge. I'm just trying to get a trying to get a date on Gardner Fox here. Yeah, 86. Well, I was 12. Um, you know, internet wasn't a thing other than for the military. Would have been difficult to get in. Would you agree? Probably. <laughs> but still, if you had to name, like, to take off anyone of today, like, so assume you know, because we've chatted to unless or. If you had to name like names from the past who were either unfortunately passed away or so old that they're effectively retired, have you got two? Because mine are Gardner Fox and Robert Kaniger. They're my two. Have you got any others? You know, I'm thinking like a Jack Kirby or something for you, Rich. Ah, uh, gosh. Um... Gil Kane, Green Lantern guy. Yeah, no, I mean, Steve Ditko definitely would be sure. just because he was so recluse. Like, he wouldn't have done it, man. He wouldn't have done it in a million years. No, but well, that's what you're. But that's why it's good to you know. It's more interesting to pick ones where you just go like, no one ever really. It he was it. so recluse. Yeah. Like yeah. no one really knew anything about him, so it would be, you know, Kirby. You know how he thought about stuff. He wasn't shy about sure saying whether he wasn't happy, and uh, you, 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 Ditko wasn't happy, but he kept a lot of the stuff to himself. So I mean. I definitely Steve Ditko. If I could like talk to someone sure. and find out like their thoughts, it would definitely be Steve Ditko, just because he was just so recluse and interesting guy too. Like you know, yeah, yeah, in terms yeah. of his, in terms of like he, his brain was wired a bit differently, I think, to some of the other guys. You know, like so for me, uh, Steve Ditko is a good one. Um, but can you just imagine me sitting down on that couch with Robert Kaniger? Oh yeah, I feel like I'm there after Chuck described it. I'm 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 there. I'm in the hallway. There's Dave. With a Batman shirt on. <laughs> you know what? I mean, I'd love to just talk to almost anyone that, that worked on the Silver Age with Julie Schwartz. And, sure. Yeah. You know, um, well, just, yeah. you know, go through the process of, like, basically relaunching a brand. You know what I mean? Because, I mean, mm. that is what the Silver Age is. The Silver Age is basically a, a relaunching. It, of the is the Silver brand. Age, it's like from, like, that Flash 58, isn't it? Is that right? Yeah, yeah, it's where they, they, they relaunch Hawkman, Flash, Green Lantern. Right, okay, yeah. All that sort of yeah, stuff okay, where, cool. you know, they, they've modernised it all as... as Man, that would be my era. Snatch would have been on the radio. You know, you've got Superman, you've got Flash, you've got Just League. I would have been just absolutely like, crushing it in that era, man. Can you imagine me just loving life? You know, the old red, white and blue. That's how I would have been bleeding, Rich. You know? Salute best the flag. Way. Best way. Oh, wow. Well, we, you know, well, it's good to know that like something's never changed. Signals worshiping a past we can't at yet get back to. Now, there's another uh, past that I want to talk about. I am getting deeper into my book, How Rome Fell. 
Um, this has taken me a long time because I keep falling asleep on the audio book. And, <laughs> oh, my God. Jesus, haven't you been listening to this for, like, oh, over a year? I have to, yes, and I have to go back, like, a chapter because what happens is I fall asleep and then I have to um, go back because, like, it's smart enough now. Or maybe it's me because I'm so dumb. Basically, my phone now is smart enough to turn off the Audible when I fall asleep, which it well, didn't do before. Now it does. Dave, I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell you how to live your life. <laughs> Please do. If I might offer a suggestion, yeah. I always feel like it's better to like listen to music if you want to fall asleep. Yeah. You listen to the audiobook when you're doing like uh, yeah. stuff that you don't necessarily like cleaning. Yeah. You know, true. or going to the shops. Like, well, that's what I've done. So, thank you. Yeah, I agree. But stop, with, stop with the sleeping. Dude, I'm, I'm barely making it through a paragraph before I fall asleep as well. Like, <laughs> so I got it. Look, this is this is embarrassing. I got out of the introduction and then I got into, I'd, I'd always been, in, in, they're long chapters too. Can I say that? It's a long book. So, I, 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 was, I was like three chapters in. Well, I also got the actual book itself on my Kindle on my iPad Kindle app. So I've got the book itself. So that helps. And, mm. and then I started to get a bit of momentum going. And now I've got some momentum going and I'm really enjoying it, man. It's, it's really, dude, the guy's pretty loose. Like he, he's everywhere, man. You know, like he'll be talking about one thing and then he switches to another topic and like, he's everywhere. I'm like, this guy's mm. all called coverage. Um, but he's talking about all my favorite emperors, like Hadrian who built the wall, uh, Trojan, I think the guy's name was Marcus Aurelius. Uh, he's throwing around these big heavyweights, man, you know? And this is all before the fall. This is the good times. I want to stay there. I don't want to get to the fall. I'm still in the good times. Everything's good. Well, so, that's good. I'm just wondering, man. <laughs> in my brain, I know it fell, but I'm just hoping it doesn't, you know? Like, could that be part of the problem with me with this book that I don't want it to fall, so I'm kind of delaying it? Is your problem that sometimes you don't want to face reality? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there was that great moment in Assassin's Creed where I lit the torches on Hadrian's wall. Um, that was a great moment, but it didn't bring the Empire back, unfortunately. Now, yeah, I didn't think it would. No, neither did I. Unfortunately, I was hoping it would, but some Romans would pop up, you know. But no, it didn't happen. All that happened was <laughs> I lit the torches and I got um, an achievement for it. <laughs> Well, you got an achievement, buddy. Exactly. Uh, what have you been doing this week, Richard? Has it been all work, or have you been reading or watching anything? Uh, uh no, me and the missus. Uh, we still, oh. we still uh, uh, catching up on Doom Patrol. Where I think we're halfway oh, yeah. through season three. So, How is it? Uh, it's just, it's so nutty, man. But in in a good way. Like it's, it's just, it's one of those shows where you just sometimes you just sit there and you go, what "The fuck am I watching?" You know what I mean? Yeah, like this yeah. is the most bizarre bloody thing i'm watching but in a good way you you yeah good you, it's thoroughly enjoying and then we've been playing pokemon um scarlet and violet what's that the new the latest pokemon game on switch okay really you got a switch rich you're like one of the kids aren't you man you just you've got it all going on the switch is a yeah, thing listen listen proper gamer has all consoles oh jesus <laughs> i've got what have i got i've got an xbox and a ps5 have you got your ps5 yet uh, no, I'm getting that on the 30th. Five more days. Okay. Five more days. All right, cool. Um, the Switch is the one where you can play it by itself, but you can hook it up to the TV, isn't it? Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Dion's kids got that, and uh, I watch her play that sometimes. The Breath of the Wild on stuff is on that. Which no, it's really, it's really good. fantastic because um, so my my girlfriend loves playing the um, the Yakuza games. 
Oh, um, yeah. They're cool. She's heavy into that. So if she's busy playing that and I feel like playing a game, I can just sort of uh, take the handheld switch and just sit there on the couch and just So you've been kicked off the TV is what you're saying, Rich. That's basically what's happened to you there. <laughs> yeah. Well, to be fair, a lot of the times I'm either doing reading for the show or yeah. watching stuff and all that. But, I mean, if if I finish and she's busy playing, then I just go, oh, well, I'll just play on the Switch or something. Yeah. So. Uh, well, it's, uh, very know, handy. It's a very handy console to have, especially uh, if you've got two gamers in there. I've heard a lot of people um, saying it's good. It's very good. And from what I've seen with Dion's um, kid, it looks good too. Now, uh, some big news came out this week. Uh, George R. R. Martin announced there's going to be an animated Game of Thrones movie. Um, let's try to get some details on this. What what period in Game of Thrones history is this going to cover? Because, man, like, no wonder this guy can't finish a fucking book, you know, because, like, there's about a thousand other projects going. Um, and I guess he wants to... How much of a hand do you think he has in writing it all, Rich? Do you think he writes, like, the, the treatment for it? Uh, probably barely. You don't reckon? I, I reckon he just gives, like, a, like a Stanley rough outline. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, really, just just like yeah. Here we go. The animated spin-off is coming along great with stunning visuals. It's da, 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 I don't know what it's going to be. I'm just trying to see what it's going to be. Uh, the concept is absolutely stunning. Well, what is the concept? The Game of Thrones author would compare the art styles to those of Netflix's Love, Death, and Ro- Robots anthology series. Have you seen that? Uh, ah, yeah, bits and pieces. I think I've seen the first one. What's the animation like? Any good? Oh, it's all mixed. It's a, it's all different animation, bro. Okay. There's three animated Game of Thrones spin-off titles set to be in the Golden Empire UIT. Oh, right. It's his Chinese. Uh, Jesus. Like, wow. We're getting really... It's it's the Chinese continent in Game of Thrones, which we have never fucking seen in the shows that I can remember. Have has there ever been any of that in the show ever? Oh, I mean, not me. well, I am asking you, Rich, because you're a professional. Uh, mate, don't ask me anything. <laughs> game of Seriously, don't, don't just, ask me. I'm just kidding. I'm still upset the Gardner Fox is dead. Um, really... uh, you know what? I, I think one day you'll get over it. Dave. It's only been probably like forty years. Golden Empire of Tea. Um, you know, I mean, like. Has this even been in a book or a fucking show or anything? Like, I mean, he, he, mind you, though, he's doing exactly what I would do. He's just spitting it off into a thousand things. So, yeah, but I'm just, I'm amazed. Uh, yeah, there's a prequel. Yeah, it seems like it's a thing. It seems like that's Honestly, a... I think he's, I cannot be honest with you. <laughs> it may sound a bit weird. This may sound very conspiratorial. Sure. I believe that he is doing all these projects in the hope that he'll die before he finishes the book so someone else will have to finish it for him. Because I think he's stumped. I think he literally... Oh, you have. think he's got, like, writer's block? Not writer's block. I think he's he's maybe written himself into a corner or something where he goes, I literally don't know how to get out of it or I don't know how to, like, end it or something like that. And right. I think he's like, I'm just going to do all this other stuff and hopefully I'll die and then someone else will have to finish the book for me. Like, um, Robert, like Robert Jordan. Jordan did. Yeah. Yeah, that's that. That's my conspiracy theory. Okay, so yeah, I'm just, the Golden Empire is the working title of a planned American animated fantasy series. I'm down for it. I'll watch it. I, like I, I'm down for his version of China Kingdom kind of thing. I'm always down for that kind of. You know, I love that kind of stuff. Um, you know, like Oriental Adventures kind of style Game of Thrones. 
I mean, but but I will say this: it's spin-off city. You know, you know. You remember the show Spin City? This is spin-off city. Um, we're just spinning off fucking every story. But, you know, it gets it away from Westeros, you know. Um, it gets it onto some different uh, continents and stuff. Uh, what I, I'm just questioning, had, did he come up with this stuff when he was writing the books or was this, like, the last couple of years, he's like, oh, you know what, I've got an idea about a Chinese empire on the other side of the planet. Oh. Or was it, yeah, or is it, li- listeners, if you've read the books, and by the way, I'm only into chapter three of the first book, so I can't really talk. Um, if you've read the whole series, is there any mention at all of this UIT empire in the books? If so, can you please notify me uh, of the book and even page number so that I can look at it, so I can judge for myself, because I need you guys and gals to do the research for me sometimes. You know, my my eyes and ears out there, Rich. You know? It's always good to have eyes and ears, though. You know what I always wanted to be, man? I wanted to be like a spy, but a spy handler kind of thing. Like the spy. Yeah, that makes sense. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, man. Like, I always dug that stuff heavily, you know? Eyes and ears into everywhere. Kind of secret police style almost as well, you know? Getting all the credit while the spies are out there dying. No, oh, you got to manage them, man, and all that kind of stuff. It's got a lot of politics involved, man. A lot of politics, a lot of angles to play, Rich. Not, mm-hmm. as, not as simple as you think, man. Wowee. Then the hammer comes down, too. I'd be, I'd be known as the hammer, you know? Yeah, there it is. <laughs> so how excited are you for the animated Game of Thrones? On a scale of one to ten. Oh man, I am. I am. So You're watching it. You're that, watching uh, it, man. You're I, I watching might, it. I might actually pee my pants, Dave. You're watching it, so you know it's not optional. <laughs> you better. You better hope there's not too many episodes. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think I might. Uh, I, oh, you know what? I was told I might have some internet problems. <laughs> in what if they're like it's a twenty-five episode season? It's not like just uh, one of your six. Uh, luckily, that shit never happens anymore. No. Um, now, we have some big news that I want to discuss, and we're not going to get hyperbolic, at least not straight away. We're going to do a proper discussion. Tom Taylor, I'm quoting from his Facebook. This is like yesterday. Boom. Announcing John Kent and Clark Kent will get their secret identities back in our upcoming action uh, 1050. But the mind-blowing events of Adventure of Superman John Kent are still secret. Like, really? Okay, but you've just told us the most interesting thing. Um, okay, so, what do you think, man? Like, so, I always thought it was short-term. I thought Bendis had a bad idea, uh, and I felt they did it poorly as well. Like, it was a bad idea. It was poorly executed. I prefer Clark Kent and Superman to have, you know, whatever you call it, dual identities or whatever, but, like, it not be known. So, I'm happy it's going back, but what's your reaction? Um, look, I would not have minded Bender's doing it if that was the first time it had ever been done, because then I could say, sure. okay, well, you know, he's trying something different or, you know, whatever, whatever. Sure. But, you know, they did it in the New 52, you know, and they had to literally jump. I mean, they literally had to kill that Superman and merge him <laughs> with, you know, with an alternative Superman just to get his secret identity back and the, the genie back in the bottle. So to do it again, where you're like, listen, we can't keep doing this this gimmick and trying to put the genie back in the bottle with some stupid magic. It's know, a bit, it's going to be Mr. Mix Pizzlick, isn't it? Surely. 
or some crisis will you know maybe out of this what is it what's what's happening now is it a dark crisis or something yeah i've not been reading it but that's what it is yeah. maybe something from that will will lead to them getting it. but you know what i mean but i mean like look give it a rest like we've had this this identity reveal twice in in what 10 years like it's yeah. like you know come on move on um uh, now that I've had like a, a legitimate thing and I can go uh, hyperbole, like fuck sure. Tom Taylor. Like Tom Taylor's a hack. You don't like Tom Taylor, really? I think I think he's well overrated. I like so him. We're trying to get him on the show, by the way. You know, so calm down. But um, fair enough. I didn't realize. So Tom Taylor. I mean, I liked his Wolverine. Uh, I've not really read anything else from Tom Taylor. I've certainly not read John fucking Kent, which I don't care about. John Kent to me. Oh, he's he don't seriously. You do you want to see how like what a real writer is? Go read something from the John Kent stuff, and then maybe you'll have a different uh, yeah uh, perspective on Tom Taylor's writing. Dude, I can't stand John Kent. I think John Kent sucks, frankly. Um, I think you could do something interesting with the character, but what he's doing with the character is so. John Kent's he's the one that came out as uh, gay or bisexual. Is that that's right? Isn't it? Is that him? Bisexual, yes. Although right. I'd be very interested to see if he ever dates a woman. <laughs> well, I mean, come on, Rich. You can't be that harsh, man. Like, I mean, he's I'm young, gonna, dude. Okay, I'll give you an example. Okay, anytime there's a character who starts off as quote-unquote straight in the series, right? Straight, and then, yeah. And then it comes out, they're like, oh, actually, I'm bi. You know, I like men and women. From that moment on, sure. they will literally only date the same sex. Like, even though they're supposed to be bi, sure. meaning they should be going with, like... You know, you meet different people. I've got one. Yeah. I've got one. I, I, I uh, Harley Quinn. She dates male and female. She has sex with male and female. Anyway, I mean, does I that do count? I got to be one thing. I do love about you, Dave, is when I give you a thing, you give me one example as if that's <laughs> first to wash away. <laughs> that's all I can think of. All the other. No, I. I agree with what you say, but I mean, they often. Um, well, I mean, the reason for that, though, in terms of comics, at least, is is generally because no, it's to make them gay, but without yeah. going, oh no, I was secretly gay the whole time. It's like, oh, if we say bisexual, then we can get away with him having had. Um, and it's a, their little claim to fame kind of thing. It's their five. Like, remember, remember when um, Robin got five seconds of um, fucking press time because something Tim Drake apparently was bisexual, and um, it, it's just. I like I just I agree with you. It, it is true. They 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 tend to. I don't mind. I don't care. But it, it, what you're saying is true. Uh, who can who can I think of? I don't of mind. If, but if, if they're going to be bisexual, then then hopefully make them bisexual. Meaning, mm. like actually have them date different people, both male and female. Don't just go like, oh, that was just a means to an end, well. so that we could have them date the same sex. It's like no, like go full. If you're going to do it, then do it. Like. Yeah, but they try to, um, you know, uh, what do you call it? Like keep their options open, kind of thing. But my character, Deborn, is bisexual. She she dates most. The, the thing is, a lot of them lean one way. They might be bisexual, but they prefer or or more commonly are with one of the genders. You know, more than often, more, more than not. You know what I mean? So it's not normally fifty fifty kind of thing. So. Like, for example, Demorn, my character, she's technically bisexual in that she has dated some men and stuff, but mostly it's girls, you know? Yeah, but I, okay, but I don't know because I'm not bisexual, but I would think that bisexual doesn't mean you're going to base it off um, what? Uh, attraction or sexuality. I think you're going to base it off personality because, because you know. find both male and female, I guess, appealing. 
and attractive, I mm. think you would be more inclined to date someone than that you had a more of a personal connection with or sure. had like I don't know. I don't. That, that's just the way I've assumed. I don't know if that is correct. Obviously, who knows, man? Like I mean, who knows? Everyone's different. I mean, God knows. I have no idea. But I do. I do hear a point. It is true. Uh, I'm thinking of characters who flipped in comics. Renee Montoya. Uh, when I remember when Chuck was writing her, she was she had an unhappy love life in that she you know always was kind of like not always bitchy and moaning, but she'd often bitch and moan to Bullock about guys and stuff. And then when Rucker got hold of the character, they flipped her to I want to say lesbian. I I, I don't think she's even bisexual, but she might. No, be. I, pretty, I think she is full, just flat out lesbian. Yeah, but she flipped. You know what I mean? Like so that was that was that was a case of a flip. Uh, I guess Harley Quinn, you could say flipped to bisexual like at least in the canon she started off as joker's girlfriend and then you know it became more about men and very much men and women you know um but yeah i i i i'm pretty proud of myself for at least i'll be honest with you the one thing i i i actually do like about harley quinn is that i feel like hers happened more naturally and gradually sure it was it wasn't something that they just decided one day to flip a switch i think no they built into that just from stories that they told, like uh, Girls' Night Out, all yeah. that sort of stuff, and and then in the comics, like it was, it just felt more natural. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely. just felt like it was two characters that just started developing feelings, and then maybe realized, you know, oh, you know, I got feelings for you and all that. But but so rare is it these days because they're in such a rush. To, oh yeah, yeah. To flip that switch that they don't even bother doing any groundwork. Do you know what I it's mean? It's a shame it's too because it's a shame too because in a comic, it, like the format, how it's monthly and stuff, you really could, if you wanted to. I'm just saying, if you wanted to, you could see that story in quite easily, and you could develop it and blah blah blah. But normally, what they do in comics, at least in the big two comics, is they just all they want, all they care about is just. Robin kissing whoever so they can get in the papers and for like I would say about one seconds of attention from sort of the mainstream media cares about it for like you know, half a second and then it's gone and that's all they care about you know um, they couldn't give a shit about story I, I honestly don't think anyone's reading the comic uh, any great number you know so it's like they're trying to push the needle up and it's just like man they're just desperate man like seriously they, they come across reeking of desperation uh, and th- even the timing of that was weird because they did John Kent one week and Robin the next. Why wouldn't you spread it out? You know, you you, you know what I mean. Like the, the, their actual planning is actually bad as well. Like in terms of marketing, it's it's oh, yeah. it's the same. Like because what I'm trying to say is the whole point of that. It's not about character growth. They couldn't give a fuck about character growth. It's all about just getting clicks. So why wouldn't you space it out? Why would you just do, here's one thing, and here's the same thing, two weeks in a row. You've wasted any momentum, you know? You've got it. It was, it was so dumb that I, I actually rolled my eyes. But that shows you, and by the way, I couldn't care less if Robin and Tim Drake is bisexual. Could not care less. I couldn't care less about, I don't even give a fuck about Jonathan Kent. I barely consider him a character. But my point is, they are so brain dead in DC editorial and DC marketing they, they just don't know what they're doing, you know? And this, I, I will say this, like, I am glad that they're making Superman's Secret Identity go back because I think mm. it, I think it's a fucking joke that, that like, I, I was thinking, I was walking the dog before this show and I'm thinking this, everyone in the world who gives a shit knows that Superman is Clark Kent. There's everywhere, every moment of the world, Rich, 
there's disasters. Why is Clark Kent sitting at a typewriter writing a story? You know, if everyone knows oh, that's the Superman. Thing. I don't think he. I mean, I don't think he's been doing any reporting since he had his. Well, what's he doing? I guess he's just running around in Superman now. <sighs> well, I I think they've just ruined the character. I really. Which, by the way, it makes for a boring character. Well, he, do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. Um, that I, I'll be honest with you. I kind of. Um, one, I guess one of the reasons why I also kind of fell out of love with Batman over the years is because the Bruce Wayne persona just sort of disappeared more and more. Really? Do you know he what I mean? He becomes darker, man. He's darker. As... Oh, you, no, mean no, the, no. you mean the playboy? Yeah, I mean the, the, yeah, the yeah. dual identity, the, yeah, yeah. you know, God, you remember? <laughs> yeah, I know what you mean. One of my favorite scenes, one of my favorite moments from the Adam West um, Batman show, right, is when he's talking to himself on the phone. Yeah. With the commissioner. So he's he's on the phone as Batman, and then he's like, hang on, we'll patch Mr. Wayne in on this conversation and all that. And literally, he's got the two phones in his hand, and he's like, Mr. Wayne? Oh, no, no, no. And then he goes back, he's like, oh, I see Batman. And he's like literally on the two phones, and I'm like, that's the fun you can have with yeah. a secret identity when someone has to keep the identity secret. Yeah. And because Batman just started spending more time as just Batman, do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah, you 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 started seeing the 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 Bruce Wayne persona. They're like, you know, um, having to hide his identity less and less. And I always liked that about Superman is that he's here's this guy and he's got to, you know, because he's a reporter, he's there and he's like, oh, I've got to get away, uh, you know. And then when people go, where were you, Clark? He's got to try and explain. Yeah, was you know, Spider Man had the same thing. Like, hey, yeah. Peter, where were you? Did you run away, you coward? And yeah. he almost had to pretend to be a coward. Oh yeah, I was. Oh, I was petrified. I, you know what I mean? Like it's. Yeah, and it was like a, fun. what do they call it when it's not a cliche, but it, there's a word for it, like a trope. It was a great trope. trope yeah. yeah, no, it was a massive, like all those Bronze Age Superman stories, how many times is, is, is are they like, where's Clark? Oh, it's his bad tummy again. And then, you know, he comes yeah. swooping in. But also you have so much fun because sometimes as Clark, he gets his revenge against someone because he has Steve Lombard. Exactly. Steve Lombard, so, yeah. It's just fun you can have. Why would you want to get rid of that? I don't understand. Totally agree. Well, I, they, I think they don't think. And I think Bendis, he just got his way, you know. Uh, it was. A, well, let's face it. Bendis came over with all this promotion. He was like a damp squib. Everything he touched did not turn to gold, you know. He had the five seconds of publicity. He launched all these crappy independent comics at DC. They all failed. He gave us Naomi. We didn't want it. Um, he One made, of the reasons you know, why he aged up um, um, John, uh, John was because he wanted uh, other Superboy back. Connor? Yeah, he wanted to bring other Superboy back and he didn't want two Superboys running around because he wanted to write Connor as Superboy and that's why he aged what? up John Ken. But isn't, isn't what? Well, because isn't Connor about the same age as John Ken? Uh, well, technically, Connor would probably be about maybe fifteen, whereas or I oh, do. Connor's older than fifteen. Are you kidding? No, he's no, he's kind of been like de-aged again, mate. Like he's <sighs> oh, um, yes, right, okay, yeah, okay. You know, he's back in the the jacket and the things. So like he, he has, kind of was and I think that is so fucking lame. I mean, fucking John Kent is basically like eighteen now. I think he's eighteen, going on like nineteen. One so. thing they don't need is all these fucking Superboys. And I consider I don't give a fuck that John Kent calls himself Superman. He's certainly not Superman to me. He's a super joke. I if I had my way, I'd have Mogul come down and rip his head off. And then Superman can grieve the loss of the kid. I hope they do that actually. Yeah, but, yeah, but I mean but again, it, 
John is ruined because because Bendis is really has become a hack. Yeah. You we've lost the stories of a young kid who's like 10, 11 years sure. old yeah. learning what it means to be his dad or how like maybe him looking and going, Oh, you know, it's so easy to be a hero. Yeah. You know, because Superman just he makes it look maybe effortless or something like that. Mm. We could have had years stories of him failing, not getting it right, sure. you know, struggling to live up to it. But now he's almost like, No, I'm equal to my dad. Wasn't oh, it also wasn't it also some bullshit about Bendis like he has teenage kids now, and he wanted to run a teenager. I thought I heard him say something along those lines. You know, I mean, again, you had your fucking little what is it, a young black whatever the what what was that line that he did where he brought back the young um, young justice, young justice, yeah, 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 yeah. I, I he don't had know that what it was line. called. So he that was his teenage book. He was writing fucking Legion for God's sakes. And it There's sucked. Your teenage book. You didn't have to do that to John Kent. Yeah, you, you are right. You had, uh, but he brought John Kent. He so brought me. Yeah, too many men. You had, yeah, dude. What he did, like, I'm gonna make a comment here. I think Bendis moving to DC was one of the biggest failures in DC in, in since 2000. I, I actually think, like, it was. I get why he did. I think it. it's the worst since New Fifty Two. Yeah, yeah, it is. Like, I get why he did. I understand he was tapped out at Marvel. They offered him a ton of money. I'd do it too. I, I I'm not questioning. I don't blame Bendis for taking it. I no. blame DC for, for, <laughs> for well, getting it. Well, they also gave him all this control, and he just wasn't up to it. I'm sorry. I read quite a lot of it, and it was poor. Like, it was actually quite poor. Great art. He, he often had great art, but it was – he spread himself – he did exactly what he did at Marvel. He spread himself way too thin, and it, Bendis would probably be a lot better writer – if he wasn't writing that many titles, because he, you know, he doesn't have that much. I personally so. think Bendis, current Bendis, I think current Bendis stifles his artists. Yeah. I think he's so he's so obsessed with dialogue and exposition and all that that I think he actually stifles. I mean, do yourself a favor, right? Look yeah. at any. I mean, you've read some of the Bendis stuff. Look at any yeah. of the Bendis stuff, right? And, and even when he's got a great artist like Ivan Reese or whatever, yeah. Then go look at Ivan Reese's work when he was working with Jeff Johns. Sure. And just look at the splash pages, the action yeah. that was happening. Like he, Jeff Johns, whatever you want to say about him, he's writing whatever. He allowed his artists to oh, shine. Yeah. He allowed them to to do. Oh God, like, yeah, on, on Green Lantern especially, I would say. Yeah, yeah. Oh, even on the Flash and all that. Like he just allows yeah. the artists to also show off their skills. It's not just about the writer. You know, it's yeah. not just about Bender showing off. Oh, look at I can fucking write dialogue. I know the dialogue king. Josh Whedon, eat your heart out. Like, no, you've got to give it, you know, it's a collaboration. You've got to give your artists some cool shit and and, and bombastic things to do so they can show off how good they are. Exactly. Well, you're wasting Ivan Rice if you're not giving him... Oh, you yeah, know. put Ivan Rice with Bendis. That's a total waste of an I, I did see some of Ivan Rice's art on, ben, on Bendis, and I agree. Bendis, Bendis, like, I mean, my God, on, on uh, Legion, he had a really good artist, and, oh, my God, did he... Bendis had nothing to say, empty, empty, empty conversation after empty conversation on that book. At times, there were so many word balloons on a page that you were like, seriously, is this a joke? You know? Um, Like, honestly, maybe, I'll I'll go this far, maybe Bendis is even, he's better off doing like an animated show or something because I actually felt like, Kind of like a not a not a um, 
not a Rick and Morty show, but that kind of a show, like a comedy kind of show. Not that I think he's that funny, but he thinks he is. Um, he's just got so much to say about nothing. He's like that guy at the party who's just talking and talking and talking, and there's no substance, and people are drifting away from the conversation. You know, he's that guy at, at the party who's just, he loves the sound of his own voice, you know? Um, he certainly sound, he loves the sound of his own writing. He does, and like it's a trap with writers too. Like, but this is what I'm saying. There's no editor because any any half decent editor would have picked that up a million years ago and gone just trim it down, cut it down, cut it down, I, cut it I down. I don't even know if there are any good editors left, honestly. Oh, you know, it's sad because I, t- I tell you what, when, when I'm writing books and stuff, I've got an editor, and you know, she tells you like, you know, chop this down, chop this down, do this, do that. Like, and like, frankly, you know, they know what they're doing. You know what I mean? Like they, 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 they you, you're wisest to trust them, and they give you sort of like, uh, how can I say, kind of, you know, ropes, and and you go between the ropes, and they, you clean up some stuff. They ask you, clean, and it generally always makes the work a lot, lot better. And it feels like Bendis, whatever he pumps out of his word processor at like fucking ten a.m. in the morning, they print by like four p.m. You know, it's just like there's no, there's no editing. It's just, and it, it hurt the book. Um, I believe there's a good writer somewhere in Bender still, but he, I think he also spreads himself way too thin, Rich. I think he pumps out that many scripts that the quality is just way down. He's churning, he's phoning it in, you know. Probably, uh, yeah. I can't, I can't disagree with that. Yeah. So anyway, so look, I mean, Bender's is history. Uh, Tom Taylor, you you don't think much of it. Uh, I certainly haven't. I've picked up a few Superman issues, and I haven't been blown away. But I am happy that at least his identity is coming back. At least that's something fucking a step in the right direction for DC for once, you know? Um, for once, yes. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. Uh, Ryan Reynolds has written a whole Deadpool Christmas movie that he's never gotten around to making. He said it got lost in the shuffle of the Disney Fox acquisition. Uh, wow, I would watch a Deadpool Christmas movie. Um, I guess after Deadpool 3, Rich. Ready to go? Why not an animated? You could do an animated as well. And he could voice it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, come on, Reed. You just yeah, is this yeah, again? Yeah. Is this you again, Ryan Reynolds or Deadpool? You just you got your nose up in oh. the air, mate. I, look, I'm sorry. I have lost all interest in the Deadpool movies what? after the second movie. I just Why? thought the second movie was pretty terrible. I love the second movie. Are you kidding? Well, that's good for you. The one with cable. Bad movie. I just think it's terrible. Jesus. Um, well, I'm looking forward to Deadpool 3 with uh, Wolverine and they're travelling through time and Owen Wilson's going to be in it too, apparently playing that character from Loki and they're going to be travelling through all the alternate versions of the Marvel characters. So I'm down for that. I wonder if they'll get Wesley Snipes as Blade. Is there any chance of that, Rich? Probably not. Uh, how about this? Big news. Bob Iger has been reinstated as Disney CEO. They got rid of uh, Bob Chapnick, the previous guy. And so Bob Iger's come out of retirement. Um, This is actually big news. And there's a prediction uh, that was in some of the trade papers that he's predicted to sell the Walt Disney companies none other than Apple, with which Iger has a history. He was friends with Steve Jobs, and they discussed it, I think, I believe, at certain times. I don't think he's going to sell the company, but um, were you surprised to see Bob Iger come out of retirement, Rich? Uh, uh, prob- um, yes, uh, but also at the same time, I'm like, I don't think, I don't think Disney knows what it wants to do. Um, 
honestly, I, I, I think they're pretty lost. So, really, it, it's it's possible that. Uh, well, I mean, they they just keep going. They just keep alternating between these two bobs, expecting something, I guess. But obviously, they're not getting what they want. So, well, they've had billion dollar movies, which they haven't done too badly, you know. No, but I mean, I don't know what they want to do with leadership. I'm not talking about what they do, right. like movie wise. I just think uh, I think just Disney is probably struggling. Well, like, but the well, problem I think is there's a problem of they need to stop listening to online um, mm. because I'm sorry, but I don't I don't think it matters who you put in charge. Someone's going to be bitching and moaning. Like sure, do you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't matter if you, you can put in someone super woke, there'll be people complaining. You can put someone who's super conservative, people will be complaining. You can put in someone who's pretty liberal or middle of the road, people will complain yeah. about the decisions that they make. The problem is all these companies are trying to be like, oh no, someone's complaining, quickly, bring in another uh, uh, person to lead. Oh no, people are complaining about that one too. Oh, no. When are we going to find this magical person that not a single person will complain about and have issues with and, and oh, scream yeah. they're going to boycott our company? Like It's not yeah. going to happen. Everyone screams boycott no matter who you put in charge. So just like... Fucking go with someone and just you know. Well, Bob Iger was money, in, Bob Iger was incredibly successful as the CEO of Disney. He's probably one of their most successful CEO. Yeah, but my know. point is, you've only just really put in Bob Chapek. So, I mean, well, they say that apparently the, the, the they what I read was from Variety or somewhere was the 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 Black Widow. Uh, what's her name? Scully Hansen suing may have been the nail in his coffin. Um, now I don't know how true that is. I'd also but say again, the but Disney that's Plus also... rollout. But again, that's an unfair thing because none of them knew what to do with the whole COVID bullshit. Mm. Like, I'm sorry, like that that's that's easy to turn around and say, Oh my god, you can't believe you did that and it's like, well Yeah, but it's, co- it's like, corporate. No one dude. knew what to do. It's, it's corporate dude, they love money. a scapegoat. It's corporate, they love a scapegoat. You know? No, but that's what I'm saying. Like I just think it's just retarded how like it's like in it's like a, a football, professional football. Mm. They go through managers now. Like like tic tacs, you know yeah. what I mean. Like as soon as a manager just goes, oh well, you didn't win the league, you're fired. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah, it, I was surprised. Uh, I assume though, it must have to do with the Disney Plus rollout. Maybe the Disney Plus rollout's not successful enough. Perhaps potentially that could be part of it. Um, oh, I mean, there's got to be a reason for such a drastic. You know, there, there would have been like. But a, I guess a my question reason. is, what? Wh- why did you get rid of Bob Iger in the first place? And what? Bob Iger, ret- Bob, Bob, Bob Iger retired, and he they kept extending his contract over the last few years. He he flat out retired. Like he. Yeah, but if yeah. he wanted to retire, and they kept, then why is he coming back? If he wanted to retire, because why, well, I think I, I can answer your question. He was incredibly successful, and they kept re-upping his contract and giving him so much money in stock that he was like, yes, 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 yes. And eventually, he's like, he wanted to go into politics. That was why. And et cetera, et cetera. He obviously is not, that's not happening. Um, Disney, whatever's happening in Disney, they're obviously in trouble at the top level. Like, whether it's Disney Plus, I don't think it's just Scully Hansen suing. I don't think that was that big a fucking deal. No, it has to be more than that. Yeah, there's more to it. But, but whatever it was... Iger's now come out. Iger was talking, he wanted to run for president. Iger was talking politics a couple of years before he uh, quote-unquote retired. But they kept re-upping him. The last five years of it, they were re-upping him on year-to-year deals. So, yeah, there's obviously problems at the top. Um, the only thing I think of, I think the theme parks, um, I, I've been reading the theme parks maybe having some issues. 
in, in terms of staffing issues as well. Um, they've had a lot of problems with staff. Uh, uh, again, more people are staying at home getting paychecks from the government these days. Sure. What do you mean by that? Oh, you, oh I see what you're saying. Like, they're, they're on welfare. Since, since COVID, the workforce has been massively cut somehow. Everyone's, uh, I don't know if it's people just don't want to go to work or uh, getting money from the government or whatever, but I'm just saying, like, because even here in Australia. So, I mean, again, don't know if you can put the blame on him. But again, I, I, as I said, I don't know. Oh, dude, I'm sure there's I, a, he's a scapegoat. I don't actually think that fucking Bob Chapnick is, is responsible for all the ills at Disney. Like, this is corporate, dude. The, they love a scapegoat. They'll, and they love Bob Iger. They wanted Bob Iger to never retire, and now he's back. So he he got to have some sort of a grand plan to bother coming back, though, wouldn't you think? Like, well, again, he's got, he must have something, or I don't know if maybe this was a... But then again, you hear about that he wanted to retire. Maybe that's not true. Maybe. Well, he was um, openly saying that. <laughs> yeah, but again, that, but that's what you say to save face. Yeah. Like maybe the, the thing is like, listen, we want to get rid of you, but we're willing to let you say that you're retiring and and, and we're going to keep oh, you. Oh, dude, I, I definitely think Bob Iger wanted to retire. He was literally. But again, you if know, you want to retire and you got out, why would you go back to I think all that bullshit? That's the only thing that is is making me go, well, why you should have gone no I'm sorry I'm oh, I think I think what I think what else. they've done is dude what they always do they backed the money truck up again probably gave him more mm. stock more cash and it was just like and and he but, wasn't okay, going but, to the okay, but Dave, okay fine but even if that's the case then he's going to want to retire again Definitely. probably a couple of years so you need to find someone else oh, anyway he's so. not he's not long term in the announcement it literally says that he's not long term i think he's only his contract he signed is only for like 2 years or something it's it's all like the actual press release says he's brought on with a plan to transition to another person. Like, so he's he's. Well, let's, see how, let's see how it goes for them because I don't know. Yeah, but no, but that is in the press release that I know. I know yeah. Disney Plus is uh, pretty much not failing, but it's basically plateaued. It's like yeah. it's non-growing. Yeah. Okay. So we'll see. All right. Well, we'll see. yeah, we will see. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be interesting. Um, now, but, but like, I also don't care as long as they keep pumping out. Oh God! No. As long as they keep. Oh, so there's my dog in the background. He's been a bit noisy today, uh, so I may have to go and discipline him soon if he doesn't calm down. Um, <laughs> now, yeah, but like, I'm pretty happy with Disney Plus. I'm less happy with some of the product in terms of like, I I fucking hate. Uh, and or I, everyone loves it, uh, apart from my oh. friend Ralph online. He fucking hates it too. Uh, Mate, but can like, I be honest with you? It, uh, other than when I watched uh, uh, Werewolf by Midnight, which sucked uh, for the show. No, for the show, I don't. I've not been on Disney Plus. Like uh, Disney Plus is is probably one of those things um, I keep around for my sisters. Yeah, uh, at the moment because they've got like eight kids between them. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, of course. I, yeah, I, I share that with them, but. I don't go on Disney Plus, man. I don't watch, I don't watch anything on Disney Plus, like yeah. nothing. But it's good that you got it on for your for your nephews and nieces and stuff. Yeah, but I'm just saying it's one of the. I use Amazon more. Yeah. I use uh, Binge more. I use uh, Stan yeah. more. Yeah. Uh, I don't use Disney Plus at all. I don't blame you. I don't use it a ton. We we do watch it. Um, because in general we've watched all the Marvel and Star Wars, and it was the and Michelle just gave up. She three episodes in, she says I am. She said I am done. And I keep meaning to watch it. Jimmy Terzis, and we love Jimmy Terzis at Signal. He fucking loves it. And I'm like, dude, it is so fucking boring. And he's like, it gets really good, Dave, which is what everyone keeps saying. And I'm like, <laughs> well, why does it have to take three of the most dull episodes in history 
for, to get good? Why can't it be good from episode one? Like, what is what is this whole thing about, like, you know, just wait until you get to episode six. It's really going to fucking oh, that up. Yeah, that's absolute bullshit. Uh, it's, it's the same like when someone uh, uh, plays a game or something. Sure. Um, or, or they say, oh, don't worry. It, you know, after 20 hours, it gets really <laughs> good. And you're like, wow. I'm not fucking playing a game for 20 hours. Like... Yeah. Uh, I was yeah, talking to my friend that. the other day. Um, I was playing this new game just came out called um, Gungrave. Yeah. I I played the first level and I was like, I think I'm done. I yeah. feel absolutely zero. Like a game's got to game. grab you, man. Like you yeah. know, you can't say to me, "Oh no, no, dude, dude, wait till you get to level five or level six. That's when it really gets good." And it's like, no, I understand that you've got to progress. Yes, but you need to. There's something that needs to hook me in the first hour of me playing the game or the first level that makes me go, you know what? I want to keep, I want to keep going. And yeah, a bullshit. You cannot, oh, th- they've said that a lot for a lot of the, um, the new streaming shows. Yeah. They'll be like, Oh no, it doesn't get good to like, you know, episode three or four. And you're like, no, that's not good. I hate I'm that like, though. I'm not sitting through that just to, you know, I, I like a show. Good. doesn't need to be the best show of all time from the start, but I like to get the feel for the show. I like to finish that first episode watching with Michelle because most new shows we start as a couple show to give it a chance, you know. Mm. And I loved, I loved the end of it. I like to say, oh yeah, I enjoyed that. Like even if it's not the greatest thing of all time, I'm like, yeah, let's keep going, you know. Like you make that decision, but like Andor, if you took, if you rubbed away the Star Wars, you know, trademark of it, like you know, off the top, there's no way I would have watched episode two. You know, I slogged through three, and, I, and three's enough, like as far mm. as I'm concerned, like. I, I may watch it. Another show that I really want to try is The Witcher. I, I I didn't give it a fair chance. I I watched it. Michelle didn't like it. That's fine. It wasn't her thing. But um, I I still think that I I owe it to myself to try to watch that show because I I was confused by the first episode, but I was also tired, and I didn't um fully grasp it. But um, Andor, I was not tired. I watched the whole thing three episodes in a row, and I was like, dull as dishwater, frankly. You know, um, at, but like all the other Disney shows, the other um, Marvel and Star Wars, we have actually watched other than Hawkeye. For some reason, I've never watched Hawkeye. I wouldn't mind watching that at some point, you know, but no one talks about it. It can't be that good. You know, it's <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's literally like it never happened. You never hear anyone go, man, Hawkeye was awesome. Um, we have, that, some, well, that's true. You don't, you just do not hear it. Um, uh, Indy 5, some story details. Um, it's apparently all about fighting secret NASA Nazis in 1969. Um, say, say that again. Secret NASA from NASA Nazis. So the moon landings. Secret NASA Nazis, okay. Yeah, so like it's the moon landings, like, you know, NASA, like American space race, blah, blah, blah. And the moon landings, but the Nazis are involved, and I believe they're working for NASA. Uh, apparently something to do with that. Also, I did hear, um, I didn't realise, James Bangold, the guy who did Logan, he's the director of this. Um, if I knew that, I'd forgotten that. So it's not Spielberg, which I did know it wasn't Spielberg directing. Um, so he's directing it, which is good. I mean, he wrote, he did do Logan and some other good movies. And also, apparently, there's some de-age scenes uh, with Indiana from back in the day, like it might be the 30s or 40s. And... Apparently, he, he was saying he thinks that the technology is excellent on it. Like, he really wants people to think that it's, like, literally like Raiders of the Lost Ark, 
you know, in, in some of the early scenes. So there's some flashback scenes, or at least not maybe not flashback, but scenes set in the past, whatever you call that, and then it jumps to the 1969. So I'm looking forward to it, man. To be honest, I'm I'm actually kind of pumped for this Indiana Jones. Um, in June 2023, oh, someone, someone's got to be. Plenty of people are pumped, man. Uh, plenty of people are pumped. I'm I'm listening yeah, to a lot of guys okay. online. I'm I'm listening to a lot of guys online. They're st- it's starting to build, man. <laughs> it's starting to build. I'm I'm willing, I hear to, put, nothing, but, you know, I'm willing to put a lunch on circles. it. I'm willing to put a lunch on it. Uh, billion dollars. It's going to make a billion. I'm what? putting to. I'm willing to put a lunch on it that it's going to be an absolute shit movie. I'm not worried about your subjective opinions. Do you want to put a lunch on it making a billion dollars or not, Rich? I'm saying yes, it will. I'll put I'll put lunch on it that it will not make a billion dollars. All right, there we are. Listeners out there, Adam the computer, let's make a note. Rich has said Indiana Jones will not make a billion dollars worldwide. US, right. US dollars, Rich. I'm saying it will. Um, no, man, it definitely won't. Dude, I'm looking forward to my, my fucking lunch. Wow. Some yeah. lobster. Keep, Some lobster. Keep, keep dreaming, buddy. <laughs> Keep the dream alive. Yeah, keep dreaming. <laughs> Quentin Tarantino declares the modern era as the worst in cinematic history. It's definitely up there. Uh, it's, yeah, he's right. He's yeah, right. He's, it's no, the yeah. worst. Like, he, <laughs> the hilarious thing is, like, although I do enjoy the Marvel movies, like, I wouldn't describe them as great cinema. You know what I mean? Like, they're... They're enjoyable in the main. They've gotten less enjoyable recently. But, like, I, I enjoy that they're there. I think if they hadn't killed off every other fucking sort of genre, you know, that you see, I'd be happier. So if, if we had not, you know, like, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, it wasn't just like there was just Star Wars. You know, there was plenty of other movies. Um, do you know what I mean, Rich? It's like they've taken all the oxygen out of the room. Yeah, we were actually we discussed this a little bit on um, Cinema of Doom. Uh, yeah, I, I the problem is is that I um, it might not necessarily be their fault, but I no. do feel that they are there's as I've said, I think there's plenty of movie makers, people who are making movies, but I don't feel like there's many um, what do you want to call them, auteurs, artists, sure. like yeah. you know, people that go okay, well. What does it mean if I do the shot? How do I get the how do I get the music or the shot to to tell the story or or, or invoke something and all that sort of stuff? It's all very corporate now. Do you know what I mean? It's it is, all yeah. very like yeah. just fucking get the movie out there. Pump you know, um, and, and especially now because and we've said this before. This is the era of remakes, reboots. And uh, reinterpretations, you know, oh, all yeah. the R's, you know, re everything, yeah, 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 and, um, and and also the twenty year sequel, you know, the twenty year later sequel, <laughs> the sequel no sequel. one like, wants, <laughs> and and that but that shows you how corporate it is. Like, yeah, the, the the companies now are not willing to take a risk on the next Quentin Tarantino or the next Kubrick or the next uh, yeah. Scorsese or, you know what I mean? They uh, they are like, no, 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 we just, you need to do what you, you know, here's the mold. Yeah. Here's, here's, here's the diagram. Just follow the diagram. Yeah, I know. A goes, A goes here, B goes here, C goes here. Just get it done. Yeah. You, you know, you're not really a, you're not really a, a director. Do you know what I mean? You are a, um, uh, you, you, you're like a, I don't know. What's even? I don't. No, even I know. know I know. I know exactly what. I know exactly what you mean. There's. There's a. It, I know exactly what, you, what you're saying is like a movie, a movie like The Conversation, 
would never get a cinema release now. You know, Francis Ford Coppola's The Conversation. Uh, it's, yeah. it's You know, and it's not my favourite movie of all time, but just the fact that that made cinemas, would they make The Bad Lieutenant or the, what was it called, The French Connection um, now? Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. It, like, and well, that's the, we're yeah, the poorer like, for it. All those guys, like, you know, um, okay, so you've got to remember um, – a lot of the directors, uh, they were breaking away from the corporate Hollywood. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Like, so if you go back to like in you know, um, the 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 origin of of cinema with your Charlie Chaplin's and all that sort of stuff, those were visionary guys. You know, those yeah. are guys that they had an idea, they had an artistic whatever, and they went with it. Then when you get to like sort of your, you know, maybe like your forties, fifties kind of thing, it's it's become a little bit corporate. Mm. You know, it's all about making the money. It's yeah. about, you know, getting Bogart, getting this, getting that, and just, you know, I mean, the movies are still good. I love But, them. you know, Hollywood's become a bit of a, how do we make money? Well, the, make the, the, studio, money the studio on. system, then. The studio system. No, right? yeah, yeah, studio system. Yeah. But then, uh, like, w- once you get to, like, your 60s and your 70s, then you've got all these guys who are sort of coming out who are like, no, 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 I want to, I don't want to just do the studio thing. I want to make something yeah. um, that means something or that represents something or that speaks to, you know what I mean? I don't yeah. just want to make a studio movie. I want to make a piece of art. I want to make something that is, uh, that, that people will, you know, look at and go, Oh my God, like, you know, brilliant. What, you know what I mean? So, yeah. and, and now we've gone back to the, like a, a tenfold, we've gone back to the studio mentality of like, oh, 100%, it's yeah. all about just making money. Uh, what, what's been popular in the past, get it out, go into the vault. Oh, no, 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 we're not doing anything new. This made money thirty years ago. Pump out another one. Make yeah. a sequel. Reboot it. Whatever. Whatever. Just get it fucking and out. And it was a long money. time coming. I mean, I, I think in the eighties it starts. I think the nineties they really got onto the the nineties era of blockbuster. They've perfected it. You know, like in in the nineties you had movies like Independence Day. That that took a lot of the oxygen out of the room when that movie came out. The amount of hype they would have on those movies and the marketing money that they pour into them was probably almost equal to the budgets of the movies, you know? Like, and they were big budget movies for the 90s. Like, um, and then I think things like Pirates, the Transformers movies, and then the Marvel movies, you can see how the pattern happened. You, you It's no accident. Like, the studios have been trying to do this for a long time. Funnily enough, don't you, don't you take, like... I never really wish anyone badly, but sometimes these really hyped movies when they would fail and they weren't very good movies and the marketing was just so huge, like you couldn't help but sort of like slightly smile, you know, because it's like all the marketing dollars in the world couldn't stop a bad movie, you know? Um, and there yeah. were there were examples. I remember in the 90s, the Godzilla movie. Now... It's not that bad, but it it was a flop considering how much money they poured into it. They thought that Godzilla movie was going to be the biggest movie of all time, you know? And they put in so much money and so much hype. And then the movie, kind of, it was okay, but it kind of fizzled. And, you know, that was an example where it didn't work. Whereas something like Independence Day, they poured so much into the marketing. And that movie was colossal. But, um, yeah, you can see how it's happened. I mean, in the 70s, they say Easy Rider... Uh, in '69, which was an independent film made outside the studio system, which which was a big hit, that then leads into it gave a lot of pa- more power to the directors, like the Coppolas, um, obviously Scorsese, uh, and later George Lucas, Spielberg. You know, all that, all those kind of people in the '70s making all those great movies. Um, and funnily enough, 
it, it's really when they point to the blockbuster, it really starts with Jaws. You know, that mm-hmm. was that was the blockbuster mentality. Jaws. Uh, it's it's kind of funny. Like it kind of eats itself. So yeah, it's a business, and they always say it's a it's a marriage of art and commerce. But commerce has definitely taken over in the last, I would say, thirty years. Um, Look, it's always been about making money, but I yeah. mean, it, I think there was some smaller studios that were willing to take risks. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yes, um, you're maybe the biggest studios. They were like, oh, it's got to have a big name star, or it's got to be safe. But you know, at least there were still some people that were out there, sort of doing. Um, you know, you had just more now. Like everything's been bought up. You yeah. know, so that you don't really even have really any like really small independent. I mean, maybe. Maybe Lionsgate is, you know, one of the last few, you know what I mean? That's I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. I mean, but yeah, you don't really have a lot of these small independent sort of production companies or distributors anymore. It's, it's yeah, it's all just like the big, you know, the, the big boys. And, and, and let's not forget as well, the, the, there's my dog again. Um, the genres have kind of died. So in the 90s love them, love them or hate them there was a whole there was a whole industry in rom-coms you know how many rom-coms were there how many Kate Hudson movies how many J-Lo movies and all that well that all went away you know uh, comedies certainly there was a lot of comedies in the 90s especially in the late 90s like I'm thinking like a, a, that movie with um, Ben Stiller and Cameron Diaz whatever it was called you know it was huge um, there was a lot of that kind of stuff and they've kind of gone away so you you don't see the amount of comedies coming out at cinemas anymore. So actual mainstream, mainstream releases have really been diluted down as well. So it's, you know, I don't know. Uh, like, he's he's right in a sense when he says it. I think there is still a lot of content coming out on streaming, a lot of good content coming out on streaming. I think that's where a lot of it's gone. So if you want to really... If Tarantino's talking just movies coming yeah, out in but- cinemas... He's right. But again, the problem with that though, Dave, is that it's harder to find stuff on streaming because there's so much shit. Like sure. when you go to the movies, right? Maybe you've only got five choices. Yeah. yeah. So you look up on the board and you go, okay, what are those five do I want to watch? What looks the most interesting? You sit on the couch. I'm telling you, sometimes I can I can go an hour. Really? Like scrolling, scrolling, you know, read this. What's this sort of words? Okay, maybe read this. You know, I spent an hour before yeah. I actually like because there's just so much. There's yeah, Rich, I totally hear what you're saying, man. Like, basically, I, I get there's a word for it, like decision paralysis or something. Like, where there's just so much stuff that um, it's too much. And and Frank and I know Michelle and her mum struggle with this. So when we're at my mum's house, and shout out to Marie, that 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 question of what are we going to watch? And I understand. I I like to in my personal life. I like to have a plan. Um, so I'm like, it's my chance. I'm going to watch this. And I always, I, I, I often narrow it down to like, say two or three options. And so I'm, I'm choosing from a very small base because otherwise you can, as you say, you can wind up just looking endlessly, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, 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 it's craziness. Would you agree? Yeah. But, but that, that's what I say. Like streaming while, while you, I do agree with you that, yo, know, there's good stuff on streaming and whatever, there's also so much, like, yeah, there's so much more bad shit, like... <laughs> oh, there's a ton of shit, like, you know the one that I don't... I mean, we... Look, look we do use Disney Plus, so we just don't use it as much as we use Hulu or HBO Max, but the one I'm just not using is Netflix. Oh, I, I swear to oh, God, yeah. you know, I, I, I swear to God, I could go... I could go fucking months without using Netflix, honestly, and 
I forget it's even there. That's how bad that like there's probably good stuff on there, but I'm just not watching it, and I I just feel they've been overshadowed. And surely that's got a. I'm sure that's not not a solo phenomenon. You know, I'm sure that Netflix's numbers. Oh, are, are I, I haven't re- I haven't renewed my Netflix subscription in months, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I I it, it reminds me of my Marvel Unlimited subscription. I cancelled that because I'm like I never use this fucking thing. You know, ever. <laughs> I never ever use Marvel Unlimited ever, um, and I'm like oh, seriously, like what? Why have it? Kind of thing, you know? Why pay for it? Like, I, I'm not seriously thinking that with Netflix because I will occasionally go in and check stuff out, but it's super occasional. Like, I use we use Hulu every day. I I use HBO Max almost every day, and if I wanted to, I could easily use it every day. Like, there's stuff on there that I like to watch. You know, I just find with Netflix. I don't know. It just doesn't. It's just not as compelling. Maybe they, just, they, they probably need a few big shows that are catching my interest. You know, if they had that, then I'd probably go back. Because part of the problem is, once you're not looking at the platform, you lose interest in the platform. You know, you know if yeah, you're, that, yeah, 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 that's that, and that's part of the problem. If if you're not even turning it on, well, you don't even know what they've got. Like, you know, really, it's just, it's kind of nutty. But anyway, um. Oh, we've got some more news here. Uh, a team of archaeologists from the University of San <laughs> Domingo, don't laugh, Richard, led by Dotha Kathleen Martinez, have successfully uncovered a tunnel carved in rock in the area of the Temple of Taparasis Magna, and it is going to be the tomb of Cleopatra, they're saying, Rich. Uh, I was bringing this up a couple of shows ago. You were you were mm-hmm. basically you were talking it down. I asked. Yeah, Chuck, I was scoffing at you as like I'm scoffing now. I was talking to Chuck Dixon and I said, Chuck, if they do open up the tomb of Cleopatra, do you think there'll be aliens? He said it's probably not going to be the case, Dave. Um, <laughs> um, but you know uh, that worries no, that's me. Not stop, that's not going to stop Dave from speculating. <laughs> well, I love Chuck and I like his opinions, but. I'm just hoping on this one that, you know, he's giving it, he's not convinced. I I mean, we should, oh, you know what we should do? Kathleen Martinez, get her on the signal. And would she, do you think she'd be, oh, well, hold on a second. Her I, mean, me- I don't think we might meet her academic standards, Dave. Really? What yeah, if, really. What, what if I conceal my alien fascination till the till the actual interview? I don't tell anything about the alien stuff. Yeah, I think it's the fact that we're a pop culture <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, podcast that might. I've played a lot. Of, uh, not your alien conspiracy theories. I might say to her first up. Look, I've played a lot of Assassin's Creed Origins, so I'm pretty. Dead. Oh my god! No, I'm, I'm. I know. I know a fair chunk about uh, ancient Egypt. Um, I do love that you think that your Assassin's Creed stuff like gives you some sort of like uh, <laughs> like diploma or, or or doctorate in like fucking history. It's fascinating. Well, let's hear. She's a D- Dominican lawyer, archaeologist, and diplomat. Wow, she works a few jobs. Uh, best known since two thousand five in her search for to be Cleopatra. She's been searching since two thousand and five, and she now thinks she's there. Wow. Dude, I'm really starting to think that this could be it, man. This could be it. The aliens are down there, man. We all know it. The government doesn't want you to know about it, but she's there, you know? She's there. These temples were were for worshipping, and this was was for the goddess Isis. Wow. She's got some fascination with the goddess Isis to do with Cleopatra. I'm not sure if Isis, you know... Uh, I'm I'm an ISIS. That's a Bob Dylan song called ISIS. 
her initial hypothesis, I don't know. There's a lot of stuff going on about ISIS, but she's obsessed with Cleopatra. She's not the only one, you know? Well, people are only... Well, let's be fair. I mean, lots of people are obsessed with Alexandria and Cleopatra just because mm. no one knows where the hell they are. I mean, it's the sure. it's one of the... Like, look, there's a lot of archaeological mysteries, but, mm. like, we have solved and found a lot of, like... Um, the body of Christ? You know, the body of Christ? Tombs ...and all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, to be fair, that's... The, Depending on who you speak to, Christ didn't exist or he did exist. But we do know that Cleopatra and both Alexander did exist. Like, Alexander the Great, you're talking about? Yes. We haven't found the body. Is that correct? Correct. No one, no one really? knows where uh, Alexander's. Really? Um, uh, and also, I believe wow. they might. Also, I think they're still looking for his lost city as well. His lost city. Well, they think they found it. Like he's. Um, is it called Alex, Alexandria? Alexandria was not was destroyed, uh, but it yeah, was but a well-known city. It was destroyed, but no one can stay for a fact if they found it. Like, really? Like, there's people that have found things and they speculate that it is it, but okay. no one can say for definite, I believe, if I remember. But again, okay, to be fair, I haven't watched a documentary in Alexandria for like probably like 10, 12 years, so maybe sure. stuff has changed since last I watched. But research, yeah, there's 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 people saying that they've found that, but there's there's not actually there's people. But there's no way to verify it, correct? Like like there's no like. Yes, could you get a DNA search? Could you get a DNA search on the on the tomb? You know, on the um on the corpse oh, on the skeleton? Maybe I don't. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm not a DNA expert. I don't know when it becomes unviable. I am. I am, <laughs> I, I am an expert. Um. Oh. Yeah. Didn't you know that, Rich? <laughs> uh, is this is this from Assassin's Creed as well? <laughs> Dude, I believe you could get it. Like, I I think if you, you know, can you get DNA from an old skeleton? You know how how old does it have to be? Like how old? Yes. I... The answer is yes. Yes, I win. Yes, you can, Richard. You can get DNA from old skeletal material. There you go. So, how old's Alexander? What two thousand years? Two twenty five hundred years? Um, yeah, they've got it. They've got it far, as far back as seven thousand three hundred years. So, it's a simple thing. If they've got the tomb, open up the tomb, go to the skeleton, and get the DNA sample. And we'll find out if it's Alexander the Great. Simple. There you go. People make it so hard, and they need me. You know, there's so much politics, and I'm like, just break it down, guys. You know, oh, we found. We think we found the tomb. Well, fucking open it, go to the casket, open it. Is there a skeleton? Yes. Do a DNA sample. Wait for results. And relax. You know? Like, they're trying to make it so complicated. They're trying to bring in the gods. The gods are chilling out. This is going to be uh, human mystery. I think, I think you probably the last person to complain about complicating things. Especially <laughs> when you always want to throw aliens and zombies. I mean, talk about complicating <laughs> Well, I'm just fascinated, and I think we should get her on the show. Dr. Kathleen Martinez, you are welcome anytime. Wow, we can really get into some ancient Egypt stuff. I'll, I'll say to her, the pyramids. Yeah, the pyramids, okay. Um, how were they created? Uh, we used slaves, we did this, that. Okay, uh, I'm going to put an alternate hypothesis to you, Dr. Kathleen Martinez. <laughs> um, birthing chambers. She's like, huh? I go, yeah, you heard me first time. Birthing chambers, alien birthing chambers in the pyramids, uh, collusion, government cover-up. What do you say? And it'll be interesting to see her response. You know? It's going to be be interesting. I think it'd be predictable. I think I can predict her response, but uh, it's only we'd still be interesting, I agree. (laughs) 
We've lost Dr. Kathleen Martina. She's gone, guys. <laughs> Short interview. <laughs> yeah. I saw this thing. Uh, it was History Channel at day, and it had a picture of the pyramids, like archaeologists and stuff, and then it said History Channel at night, and it had the pyramids going in the air with rockets at their base. <laughs> So, you know, pointing to like, you know, how they have their, their well, some people call them crazy. I don't. I, I love them. But I just feel like, I just, like, am I the only one who just thinks that, like, there's so much stuff we don't know and we assume? And Chuck Dixon said that as well. There's a lot of stuff about history we don't know. We okay. don't know. And oh, a lot of a lot of the stuff that we assume about history is own hypothesis but i mean unless we had well unless we found a manual or some sort of like uh, sure. parchment that describes a practice or something anything that they say oh this is what they used to do and this is what this that's just your speculation that's your sure. that's your guess that's your best sort of guess but we don't yeah there's a lot of stuff about um uh history we've just made lots of assumptions about mm. Man, I hope when they open the tomb, there's except like, for aliens. I hope that when we open the tomb, there's like five dead aliens by her. That's the one thing yeah. I'll say that we are not making. <laughs> we are 100 percent correct. There is no aliens involved. <laughs> uh, how about this, Richard? Now you are very much against like AI generated art, and an anime convention has banned it. Anime Los Angeles uh, is having absolutely none of it. They've banned all the AI anime-generated artwork, and I, for one, am saying good. What do you say, Rich? Um, I think it's interesting, but, yeah, I don't think it should be at, like, anime conventions with actual artists and shit. Like, I mean, it's it's interesting to see what an AI comes up with, but it's not art. Like, that's... Yeah. The AI... The problem with the AI is um, you don't have the AI art without actual artists because... All they've done is feed art. Yeah. And what it does is it, it just takes things that it's already learned and then creates a kind of like an amalgamation of it. I'd be far more fascinated to see what AI art looks like without you actually telling it what art is. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Then I'd be very interested to see what AI uh, comes up with if you say, draw me a dragon, but you don't tell it what a dragon looks like. You know what I mean? But what or, does it do? Does it does it Google and stuff? Is it, It's smart enough to do that. Couldn't yeah, it just yeah, Google so it, right? Yeah, yeah. So let's say I say, I want you to draw a dragon breathing fire onto a knight, whatever, blah, blah, blah. It'll yeah. just basically, uh, yeah, like almost do like a search of, of, of all dragons, all knights. Yeah. Like all that sort of stuff, all fire, and then basically create like a... Uh, an amalgamation of that using, you know, well, what is learnt from other people's depictions of dragons and knights and and all, and all that sort of stuff. So it's yeah, it's AI, but it, but it doesn't have it without all the other art to learn from it first. So mm. um, I'd be more interested if you just gave it a description of what a dragon is and said, "Now draw it." Oh, it's really gonna fuck it up then. Yeah. Um but the, otherwise, if you're just if it's just doing if it's just taking, you know, remember how, like people would like. um You'd see them some of them in like movies, like especially psycho movies and all that, where they would they would cut out uh, features from magazines. Yes. Like they go, Oh, this woman's eyes, this woman's cheek, yes. this, and then they create a, a face. That's what AI is. You're taking things and just putting it together and saying, Bang, that's a new creation. Yeah, like very science the lamb style stuff. I mean, yeah, I wasn't going that dark. I was just using that as an example. No, but I, I know what you mean where they do the the yeah the magazine face and all that sort of shit yeah uh yeah look i mean i don't know we're gonna get to a point where it's all gonna be ai i bet 
you know, and it's, and it's going to suck. Yeah, but thankfully well. I'll be like an old fucking man by then, and yeah. I, I won't be, I won't be fighting against the uh, machines. So yeah, well, you you won't be fighting against machines, which you're just going to succumb. You're going to kneel. No, I'll, I I will just be sitting in my couch waiting to see what happens. Yeah, just let, let it play out. Let it play out. Now, um, and and apologies if you can hear my dog in the background, guys. Just hold on a sec. Cooper. There's a there's a dog. Um, uh, next door neighbor's uh, boyfriend has a dog, and he comes over, and Cooper hates this dog with a passion. Hey. Um, the next generation version of the Witcher, Wild Hunt, is a visually and technologically or technically enhanced upgrade that features bonus DLC based on the Netflix series. So, this is good news. I'm actually probably going to uh, download it, and it's coming out soon. So I'm probably going to download it onto the PS5 and play it. What do you think, Rich? Have fun, buddy. Will you do it? No. Why? I don't care about Witcher. Man, the amount of things, it, it's just so hard to keep track of what you do care about. Like, I think there's less things you care about than you don't care about, you know? That is that is true. There's more. There's less things I care about which makes them more special mm. than just filling it with a bunch of mediocre, mundane, run-of-the-mill shit. I just do anything to fill up the emptiness, you know? Like, anything to fight off the emptiness, man, you know? That's at the end of the day, that's my, that's my motto. Yeah, no, look, I, I, I'm the first one to admit I'm super, super, super picky. Like, I'm very, very picky when it comes to TV shows, movies, games. You are picky. I will second that. Yes, you are. But, you know, good for you. Like, at least you've got a quality but, threshold. But as, but as I said, but what it means for me is that when I play something like, and I'm not, this is not a dig at you. I'm just using that an example. When, sure I, when I play something, I, I spend my time in it. I get invested in it. I finish it. And then I look for the next sort of sure. thing. A lot of people, they, because they're just like, ah, oh, the new thing, the new thing. Oh, this is a new thing. Like a yeah. lot of the times you, you've already forgotten about the, the previous thing or you haven't even like finished. That's it, me. You described me. Well, I'm describing a lot of people. I think a lot of people... You know what I've been doing this week? Rich, I've been playing Cyberpunk 2077, and I'm, oh my God, I'm enjoying it. It is a bit repetitive, I will say that. Has that come up in reviews? Well, to be fair, most games are repetitive. Like, yeah. that's, that's, that's the nature of games. But dude, I love it. I'm out there, and, and one thing I just love doing is I love just bringing justice to like the street corners where the gangs are ruling, and I just go around crushing them. Like, I am the Punisher. Like, I, I this wouldn't surprise you. I've done heaps of side missions. Heaps. No, wow. Yeah, yeah. and I went out into the Outlands as well, and I, I was dispatching out there. Yeah, there's a lot of shit going on in that game. I love it. I, I will tell you this. It is a ton better on PS5 than it was on the Xbox One. Like, the next-generation consoles, you really do need it for that game, you know? Um, well, it, to be fair, and this, and this is where I think they fucked up, is that it was supposed to be yes. an Xbox X, X uh, PlayStation 5 exclusive. It was yeah. supposed to be an exclusive. And because there was all that crap and all that sort of shit, and they were like, oh, we've got to make it for both, it turned out to be absolute... Um, it was an absolute nightmare. I mean, there was yeah. other problems, but them rushing it, not properly yeah. play testing it. But I think one of the biggest problems was it was supposed to be yes. exclusive. And I think that... That did cause probably problems. it did cause problems, but no, you know what? Them, but I'm just saying. It's but they're over it now. Like you can play it now, and it's absolutely fucking great. You know. Yeah, it's, yeah. That's it, man. That's it, dude. Look, I'm look. I'm one of those people, Dave. Like, um, if if I feel like it's it's one of the reasons why I didn't didn't get into No Man's Sky. If a game releases 
almost basically unplayable. Mm. Like it, whatever. I kind of it. I never. I never go back. It like, taints it um, for you. Yeah, even if I never played, if I just know how bad of it's because I kind of feel like it's in a way it's like rewarding these companies. It's like saying to them, "Hey, it's cool, man. Release the game." <laughs> like piss off everybody and then spend two years fixing it and then we'll all play it and we'll all love you and we'll rave about the game and i'm like no that's a bad precedent like yeah You're i right. don't want i don't want to play the games if they didn't take the time to release at least a 85 to 9 i understand that there's always going to be some kind of bug you know i understand mm. that nothing's going to be perfect but if you can't release an 85 to 90 percent finished game mm. I got no interest in, in buying your game or playing your game. I don't care if two years later, three years later, it's now, oh, it's running as intended. Too late. That yeah. should have been. Yeah, it's a stop. fair point. It's a fair point. I, 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 I hear you there. I mean, I guess for me, I played it on um, Xbox One and the graphics really were like very GTA 4 style. It was very grainy. And I still enjoyed the game, but like playing it on the PS5, I'm like, man, it, it, it really it does have like a new coat of paint. I'm, I really am enjoying it. Like, um, it oh, is. Look, I'm not telling okay. anyone they're wrong for doing that. I mean, if you if you enjoyed it, more power to you. It's just not sure. not for you, not, not for me. rich. Uh, Avatar Two is so expensive; it must become the fourth or fifth highest grossing movie in history just to break even. That's from James Cameron's lips, apparently oh, to Disney. Him, I wish him luck for that. It's gonna be interesting to see how it does. I think there is a fair bit of heat on it. Uh, people are starting to get excited, but are they excited enough to make it the fourth biggest movie in history? I'm not sure about that. You know. We shall see. We yeah. Catherine uh, O'Hara, who I believe played the mother in Smallville. Um, uh, she played Delilah Dietz in Tim Burton's Beetlejuice, reportedly joins the cast of the upcoming sequel. I think I'm writing saying, oh, you know what? No, I'm not right. She just looks like her. It's 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 someone O'Toole who plays the mother in Smallville. But, um, yeah. yeah. So, wow, she's back from... Um, that's, that's a long time between sequel and original movie. I mean, when was Beetlejuice? Like, 88? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, wow, it's a lot. You you're often talking about um, Phil is is Michael Keaton back as Beetlejuice? Surely, I haven't heard that. Either. I yeah, neither have I. I mean, actually, let's type this in now. That's a good point. I have not heard a single word that Michael Keaton is back as Beetlejuice. Beetlejuice sequel. I've not even really heard that much about it. Like, it would be very weird if he wasn't back. You know, um, as Will there be a Beetlejuice 2? Blah, blah, blah. The film... Tim Burton has said um, the film would only be made if Michael Keaton were returned to prize his role. I don't know. It's weird. I'm not sure. (laughs) It seems... It seems... uh, It seems it's very up in the air about what's going on with the sequel. I'm sure it'll be another 30-year-later sequel that is bullshit. Hmm. I'm certainly not interested if... um, if Michael Keaton's not involved, uh, and I and I've got a feeling Tim Burton might not even be involved. Like I'm, I'm not caring about this movie. I mean, frankly, we'll we'll see what happens. I guess we'll we'll have to we will have to see if this actually um if this actually does turn up at all in the end of the day. But um yeah, there, there's definitely some cast members coming back. But I mean, certainly Michael Keaton's a big one, you would think. And um, was it we on a writer? Yeah, Winona Ryder. Yeah, was, yeah. Oh, Gina Davis, Winona Ryder. Yeah. Um, Alec Baldwin. Jeez, Alec Baldwin. He's um, had a few issues Bob recently. Michael Keaton. Alec Baldwin will probably take a check right now. 
Uh, yeah, well, you know, you know in battle. At least, at least, no, okay, I was going to say something. Nice, <laughs> I, I'll, I'll take the higher ground. <laughs> well, I wouldn't have, but anyway. Um, now we have some news about the Blade reboot. Yan Demage, known for directing the pilot, known, I mean, I wouldn't say he's known, he directed the pilot of HBO's Lovecraft Country. He's going to helm the new Blade movie starring Mahashalia Ali uh, after the original director, Basim Tariq, exited the project in September. I believe this Mahashalia Ali guy was in Lovecraft Country. I believe that's what he made his name on. And I haven't watched that show other than the first five minutes. Oh. oh, you mean the director? No, the actor wasn't the actor. No, the actor was in uh, True Detective. Okay. Two or three, one of right. them. Right. Okay. All right. Is that what he was in? All right. Fair yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't. Wasn't Lovecraft Country. That was a, that was the guy that's playing Kang the Conqueror. Oh, that's probably where I'm getting it wrong. Okay, fine. So he wasn't in Lovecraft Country. He was in. Uh, what was he in? Luke... True Detective. Oh, he was also in Luke Cage. Cage. He played Cottermouth. Oh. I never watched that, so I don't know. He was all right as Cottonmouth. Okay, now I know the guy. All right, he was actually good as... You know what? Actually, now that you say that, he was actually good as Cottonmouth in um in uh, in Luke Cage. I've, I've not seen True Detective that, that that season. Have you seen the season he's in? No. Well, I guess it's all a mystery. He played Titan in Invincible, Rich. Do you know who that is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the rock guy. Okay, well, he played him, man. Um, he voiced him. That's nice. Did did he did he knock the doors down with that one? Was it like, wow, hold up the Oscar? No. <laughs> the Harvey Weinstein investigation drama, which she said had one of the worst debuts in history for a major studio release, but it has a lot of company when it comes to well-reviewed movies that have collapsed on the shoals wow, of audience shock, indifference. Wow, no one cares. Well, also, like, it's like the dramatisation of something which we've heard so much about, like, quite close. It's like, do we need the dramatisation, like, really, that badly? Like, we all know the story. The guy's a fucking creep. He's where he belongs in prison, hopefully for the rest of his life. Um, I'm not surprised if we made no money, though. Well, I was going to say, the problem is, is what he's done is not anything new. No. You know what I mean? So it's not like it's, like, really exposed. It's not like it's a movie that exposes something or... Mm you know, covers, like, new ground, like, oh, my God, could you believe Hollywood was, like, fucking women on couches to get parts? Jesus Christ, who knew? It's like, yeah, yeah. we've known that for years, so there's nothing really interesting about that movie. Um, when I say interesting, I, I don't mean, like, entertaining. I just mean, like, it's not, it's 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 old news. It's not shocking or, oh, my God, I can't believe it. i got to watch the movie to find, you know, to yeah. get a more, it's like, we all understand. We all get it. I don't have to see a movie about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's, yeah. The guy was a fucking creep. I mean, he's where he belongs in jail. Yeah, you know, again, Hollywood. Let's be honest, Hollywood, whether it's an actor, producer, that mm. whatever, there's lots of creeps in Hollywood. Oh, man. there's tons. Hollywood yeah. is there's full tons. of creeps. There, there, there's tons. Yeah, they, they've they've caught out one of the bigger current ones, but they could keep going if they wanted to. You know. Um, and look, I'm not excusing him, but I guarantee there were far worse men than him back in the day. Yeah, probably. Oh yeah, definitely. I would say yeah, for sure. But, you know, uh, look, at least justice found him is all I'll say. At least, Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I don't mean, look, look got him. what he deserved. In fact, maybe even got off lightly, actually. I agree. I agree. I mean, if I had my way, um, we'd be probably torturing him and getting names of others that, that, you know, getting more names out of him because that's the thing. He lawyers up, but we can't, we can't get all the information out of him. I'd bring back the torture rack. 
Um, the problem is, I mean, he can name people, but I mean, I think you've already caught the um, the big fish. The yeah, you've caught the big fish. He, I you reckon there's other ones. Though, you've man, caught I... the Godfather. No, no, you can maybe still catch some lieutenants. Some foot soldiers, but you, you've caught the Godfather. I like the way you haven't really commented about my torture rack idea. Do you, are you approving of that? Do I take your silences like uh, it's a good idea, Dave? Oh, sorry, I I can't keep track of all your torture comments and all that. But... <laughs> yeah, I, like it's like when I said, remember when I was saying we should start hanging people for treason and stuff. Like with these criminals who who won't divulge the information, I'm sort of like, well, well let's bring back the torture rack. You know, and let's get the information out of them. They can't, Harvey Weinstein couldn't hold up to five minutes of torture. You know? Uh, it's it's currently, as far as I'm aware, not legal. Um, that's uh, the, no, torture's not legal. Yeah, that's the one problem I've got. Anyway, um, moving on. Obviously, if I run the world, there'll be a few more rule changes going on, Rich. Um, I've, I've said earlier on the show, bring back firing squads. I've already said that. Um, yes, you have. I have said that. Uh, Definitely shooting more people for treason, including that Superman writer for that stupid Superman issue. Um, yeah, there'll be a few laws. There'll be a bit more, shall I say, draconian. <laughs> With a capital D. Yeah. <laughs> did I ever... I'm not sure if I told listeners this. Did I ever tell you about my idea for vigilante gangs? You know, because crime... Yes, yes. Yeah. That bad idea. Yeah, yeah. I just wanted to bring that one back in case... Uh, I think it was I saying send people out with a couple of bats. Um, yeah, yeah. You were just saying just give people the run of the town, let them do what they want. Uh, <laughs> no oversight required. <laughs> well, they can report you on a weekly basis. We can have a meeting and stuff, guys. With their bad girls, it's not. I'm not exclusive. Like, you know, send teams of two just sent out there, and there's a lot of problems with crime in America at the moment. They've got crime control is out of control. And if the cops can't handle it, why not send people out in, in vigilante groups and um, and start going after the big fish themselves? And maybe they take out some lieutenants and whatever's below a lieutenant. I'm not even sure what you'd call it, like a private or a foot soldier or whatever. Um, yeah, generally it's a foot soldier. Okay. Yeah, it, like start breaking some shit it, up, it, man. It's not really the military. There's not a lot of ranks. <laughs> I did say to you, I think I said a bat and a knife, didn't I? Is that what I said? Uh, maybe, but definitely bat. You were you quite you were quite shocked uh, <laughs> with the bat idea. You're quite fond of that. I am still fond of it, actually, and and thank you for reminding me of it. Um, yeah, I I just feel like we're on that edge, man. We're on the edge. On one side, there's chaos, Rich. You know what I'm saying? And on the other side, there's order and justice. And you know, if we could just loosen up the laws a little bit, and and let some of these guys get out there and gals and they could really start punishing the criminals themselves. And they could do a weekly report into the cops, breaking some, yeah, I busted up a gang last night, broke a few heads, blah, 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 got this information, got this information, you know. And then they can come in after that, the police, and really swoop in. Um, you know, teams of, let's say, 20 teams work in Hornsby, in teams of two. You can make Hornsby crime-free, man. Would you like that, Rich? Uh, again, you see, the problem is you've stopped thinking, uh, what you, you're not, you're not going to the full, you're, you're not, you're, you're stopping at like, oh my God, they're going to bash the heads in. And then you don't realize that you're going to have two factions. You're going to have your little militia, the cops, and they'll be at war, <laughs> which is there at some point because one will see themselves as the better, like you've not played it through to the end. Dave. You've stopped halfway through the story. I do like that you called it a militia. I like that. 
That's cool. But it is. That's what it is. It's basically just a militia, man. Well, I love it. I, and I'd be running it too. They'd be reporting into me. I'd be the big fucking boss. And I've got a bad knee and bad back. I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure how much. You're going to be asking for kickbacks and all sorts of stuff. <laughs> well, unfortunately, with my back and knee, I can't send myself out there on the streets at this point. You know, maybe 20 years ago. Um, I could see you out there, Rich. Give you a bat. You've still got a bit of juice left in you, man. You can get out there and, you know. I have no, I have no interest in being part of your militia, Dave. What a shame. Well, that's a, that's a shame. Uh, just a, just a feeling. Yeah, just... my life goal is to work for Dave and answer to him with his, <laughs> you know, megalomaniac uh, <laughs> fantasies and all that. That's right up my alley. <laughs> Bust up the gangs. Uh, anyway, moving on. Moving on from one of my favourite topics. Uh, Chris Hemsworth might be ready to hang up Thor's cape. Uh, he's told Vanity Fair that another Thor film would probably have to close the book and bring Thor's journey to a finale. He also made a big deal about how he wants the tone to be radically different for him to come back. I'm sure he, because of the blowback off the last film, you know, which wasn't that well reviewed. Oh God, yes. Um, I mean, I see a lot of people talking, and I do agree with them. I think, I think he's really trying to distance himself from uh, Taika Waititi. Yeah. Um, because he's even made the comment, which a lot of people have like, you know, they're going like, "Hmm, that's interesting." Uh, is that he's basically said, um. He's going to, you know, take a break from mad genius directors. Right. Is that um, what he said? Yeah. Um, okay. He said that on that interview what the, that they're talking about where he said he's going to, um, you know, uh, take a break and he, he'll only come back to the character if they can do something new. I think I think he thought, like, I, I, I just don't think he... Again, you know, you do it with the the Ragnarok and you think to yourself, okay, you know, we're taking a little bit of direction, he's a little bit more fun, but then you get to Love and Thunder and you almost go, probably he's probably thinking to himself, my God, this character's a bit of an idiot now. Like I'm playing Yeah. I'm literally playing an idiot. I've got And also it didn't make it didn't make the money as well. Like Oh yeah, no, no, no. Yeah. Well, I mean not like the Thor movies haven't made like mega bang, you know, well uh, it made about well. It made four hundred and forty nine in the States. What did it make? What did it make? Let's have a look here. Thor. Oh, that was the original Thor. So let's have a look and see what Thor: Love and Thunder made. I it made. I think it made a lot less than Ragnarok. Uh, Thor. No, no, no. But I'm just saying, like Thor is like your, you know, that that you know, half a build sort of, you yeah, six hundred mil. Kind of, it's it's that kind of movie. So it's not like it's a it's a massive thing. But as I said, like you, you just learn the wrong lesson sometimes. Like yes, mm. they injected a little bit. Like Thor. The the problem I think that they had, like people had with. Um, the second movie mm. was it was too serious, right? Yeah. So I thought that the first Thor movie, you know, the, the comedy was fine because you had that fish out of water comedy, you yeah. know, being on Earth and all that. I think you could have continued that a little bit more um, without getting too goofy, but instead I think they went a bit too serious. Yeah. Um, I think that whole invasion thing with the Dark Elves, I think that's something they should have built towards. I agree. It no, could have been like, good. It could have been a lot like, better. Yeah, than they you did. could have had this invading army, like and Asgard's at war in like your third movie or something like mm. that. Um, uh, but as I said, like a misstep, and I understand you want to try something different. But as I said, I I knew they were going to learn the wrong uh, um, things, and I think the the wrong thing they learned was make it more funny, make it just stupid, over the top, like yeah, 
you know, take Guardians of the Galaxy and times it by 10, you know, it's like, no, that's not Thor. And it wasn't good. Like, yeah, so I think the uh, Love and Thunder made about 760 and Thor Ragnarok made 853. So it, it wasn't a million miles behind it, but it certainly was a disappointment and it was badly reviewed as well. Um, so he's he's distancing himself. You can he's he's doing everything. Before this, he was all about Tiger Watiti, wasn't he? He wouldn't shut up about it. <laughs> oh you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he's, him and Tiger were buddies after yeah. the Ragnarok, and then I think he's realised. Okay, I think I've I think I may have hitched my wagon to the. <laughs> exactly, man. Uh, now some interesting news about Spider Man across the Spider Verse, which I'm very very invested in. Uh, it will feature six different animation styles to reflect the six different realities featured in the film, including Earth 50101, 2099, blah, 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 according to producer Phil Lord. So, yeah, six different animation styles. I'm really looking forward to this movie, Rich. Um, I know you weren't quite as keen on the first one as I was uh, into the Spider-Verse, but I'm like, bring this shit on, man. Hey, look, man, I, as I said, I don't have any problems with in this being made for fans and whoever. It's just It's not for me. But... You, you're going to be reviewing it for the show, though, so you need to work that one out. When's it coming out, man? When's this fucking uh, film coming Dave, out? Dave, I love how you go, you need to work that one out. I can work it out. <laughs> it won't be happening. That's how I work it out. <laughs> I'm just disappointed you don't want to join my militia, and I'm liking that you call them a militia. I, I'm very disappointed in you, Rich. What else you... did you call it? Well, it was kind of like, it's a vigilante action, you know, like, that's how I call it. Like, it's a loose association. No, I can't, no, I kind of feel like a vigilante is like a unorganized, like, person or something like that, or you know, maybe a couple. You, you, if you're doing an organization, that's a militia, man. That's, that's yeah. an organization. That's not a, that's not a vigilante. Is that legal? Probably not. What, vigilantism? Militia. Militia's not um, legal. Militia? Militia, Okay. No, we don't have, like, open carry. Like, like, can you walk around the streets with a baseball bat? And if you saw some shit going down, can you wade in? Is that legal? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure no. Yeah, I didn't think it was. My, my instinct was that that's not legal. Like, it's a shame because it would be fucking cool. You know? Uh, imagine. Your instinct was definitely right, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Keep leading with those instincts. <laughs> the problem is if you went in on the wrong guy. You know, that's always going to be the problem. You know, that's why... Oh, that's, that's that, yeah, but I mean, that's the problem with cops as well. That's why I said you, you're wanting to add a second organisation into <laughs> into that mess, and I just I just don't see it ending well. So. But it, it's they'd be deputised. It's like when the cops deputise in the Westerns. They deputise people, you know? So you'd be deputised with the power. That's in, in some sort of emergency, Dave, and it's usually for short term. You, you kind of want this to be long term. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. Anyway, uh, a recent report alleges... Marvel Studios was considering casting WWE superstar Damon Priest as Namor. Are you aware of who this person is? Because I, I know nothing about wrestling. Um, um, I think he's a guy covered in tattoos, so that's a very interesting... Does Namor, Namor doesn't have to. No, they're saying that um, they were considering him. Is this now? Like, I mean, I'm looking at him. He's, oh, I mean, I don't know. Like, you might be thinking of someone else. I'm no. I'm looking. I'm looking at the, the pictures, man. I mean, the guy looks. He, he looks like a wrestler. Like he's built. He's pretty old looking. He looks like he's got to be in his forties. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He is covered in tattoos. I was right. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know why they would. I don't know. Yeah. I don't personally. I don't really see it. But I mean, to be fair, I don't see it in the guy that cast either. No. So. Pff. 
I guess what does it matter? The guy, I guess who is running his mouth this week, Sam Alou. Remember that fucking joker, Simi Lou, or have you pronounced his name? The guy. Oh, from whenever like, there's some new Marvel project or something, he's, he seems to always want to remind people that he's in the Marvel universe for some reason. Well, he was running Probably his mouth. Everyone keeps forgetting that he's there. He was running his mouth at Martin Scorsese saying, um, and now he's running his mouth at Tarantino saying Tarantino's version of cinema is white as hell. As usual, he was playing the race card, you know? Is it though? Well, exactly. I was going to say, have you seen these movies, man? Like uh, Jackie Brown, for example. I'm Samuel well, L's fucking not, all over well, the Not just Jackie Brown. Um, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction yeah, uh, Hateful Eight. Yeah, I know. He's um, a fucking joke, this Samuel Lou guy. Someone needs Django, to kick this shit out Django of him. Unchained. I'd like, I'd like an actual karate yeah. guy to kick this shit out of Samuel Lou because that fucking Samuel Lou pisses me off. He's always running his mouth. He's wrong as well. Like... Tarantino's movies as you know fucking actors of colour and stuff like the chick that was in Pam Greer she's in Jackie Brown Samuel Jackson like seriously the guy from Pulp Fiction I forget what his name is is it Vin Rames or whatever his name was you know the guy who plays Marcel yeah, Vin Rames yep 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 yeah I mean come on. And, and these are off the top of my head man you know what I'm saying like Sibbing Lou is a joke uh, he, no, he's an idiot he's no, a he's, fucking he's, joke he's He's a clown, Again, man. He's someone who's bought into that victim mentality and, you know, make everything. It's just it's so weird. So we play, like, internet radio at work, right? Because, uh, one, it's free, and, and we need to have some music playing in some of the sections. And I, I heard a commercial today where they are talking about breast cancer, right? right? And they were like, 113 women die every day from breast cancer. That's unacceptable. And then the next person comes on, and, and she goes, 43% of uh, black women die from uh, breast cancer compared to white women. And I was like, I, okay, so you want more white women to die from breast cancer to even it out? Uh, is that what's unacceptable? Like, I don't, you know what I mean? The, yeah. That factor, I was like, I don't understand what that factor has got to do with. Yeah. They're probably pointing to health. Cancer. They're probably pointing to health cover and, and like the poverty, et cetera, something like that, I would say. Probably. Yeah, but uh, yeah. yeah, but what I'm pointing is like uh, I just like even something like that. You just think to yourself like, yeah, they've got a yeah. What's the point of that in the commercial when I you're know. trying to bring awareness to breast cancer? Yeah, I guess exactly. Like you're yeah. trying to get funding for breast cancer. I don't think playing the race card. I know is is going to help. But but that's the thing. There's people who are perpetual victims, and you know they always look for something like, well, I need something to blame it on. Like, well, I'll tell you what. I saw Shang Chi and Simi Liu was very fucking average. You know, he Look, was. I think it says a lot about your character when you lied to get the part. What did he so, do? What did he well, do? Well, he said he knew uh, martial arts and he didn't. Really? <laughs> so he had to like learn martial arts of when he got the part. So well, then he was an absolute nobody, wasn't he? I mean, I've never heard of him before this role. Like... Oh, he was in one TV show, Kim's Convenience or something, was it? Or something okay. like that? I've not seen I've heard of it. I but anyway, watched it, yeah. but my point is, I look, I understand people, oh, well, you've got to say what you've got to get to get the part. And I go, cool, but that still says something about your your character. Like The way he, the way he you're talks. You're a liar. You're happy to lie to get what you want. So yeah. why would I trust you as a person? Then? And the way he talks it up on... um social media i fucking hate remember when he 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 was like oh my god he was like bragging about how he, how much money his film was making and stuff and i was like oh god go go into a movie where you're the lead in non-marvel and let's see how many many box office that takes because i yeah. guarantee it's gonna bomb that's why i think i think some of these people get a very big head of their success when it's like no 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 it's not your success dearie it's marvel's success yeah. Like I said, I don't mean to say nasty, right? I know there's lots of people that love Chris Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth is the great guy. 
but his movies do not financially do well outside of Marvel. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the, the, what was the the Moby Dick movie he did? Um, I didn't say. What was it? Heart of the Sea or something? I don't remember what it is. Yeah. Uh, 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 Rush. Right. Um, you know, like the if he the the movies that he does just do not. They, they, you know what I mean? No one goes, oh my God, got to yeah. go watch Chris Hemsworth movie. He's in a movie. No one does that. Like yeah. he, he, the movies that make money are his Marvel movies. And that's because they are Marvel yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I like Chris Hemsworth, but yeah, right. He, he hasn't had a ton of movies. I've got nothing wrong with him. Like I, Chris Hemsworth seems like a lovely guy. You know what I mean? He's a, he's a dude, dude. You know, you can have fun with him, have a drink with him, but his movies don't do well outside of Marvel. Uh, no one goes to go watch his movies. Like, and I they might in the him, they like, might in the future. Like, you know, they 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 they, they definitely might. Maybe, he might have that. He's not a guarantee. Like, no, just definitely. because he is popular as Thor yeah. doesn't mean if you put Chris Hemsworth in your movie, people are going to rush out. Well, for example, him. that uh, Men in Black one just bombed hard, and that was um, him and Tessa Thompson, who was also in Ragnarok, yeah. and um, you know, and, and on paper. That sounded like a good idea because the two of them, you know, but it was a, it was a bad movie and it just it bombed like it was terrible, you know. No, but I mean, even when he's in a fairly good movie like say Rush or yeah. um, Heart of the Sea and all that, like those are like good movies. They yeah. they still don't do well. They just like, didn't, didn't connect. Yeah, he's not a draw. He may be one day, or you know, maybe he's just never going to be that draw. I don't know, but he is right now. He's not that draw. He he doesn't put bums in seats just by his name alone. Agreed. I agree with that. Uh, now, we do have a recommendation. Um, it's something that I stumbled across on Aaron's site. Uh, basically, uh, a Facebook um, group uh, for fan fiction, nothing but G.I. Joe stories. And it's it's a new site. Um, it, it, it's exciting, and it's all about G.I. Joe fan fiction. Um, and there's a lot of stuff going on about, like, with the, with the end of the Larry Hama um the end of the larry hummer books and yeah this this guy brian has reached out to me and i checked it out and and guys check it out nothing but gi joe story i just wanted to mention it on the show because you know brian lazaro is the guy's name and yeah it's just a lot of fun man you know i love my gi joe and um i was mentioned to him we've had chuck dixon on well many times probably about 10 times but the not the not the show, not the conversation we had this week, but the one before that from a couple of months ago. We went into his GI Joe run in some detail. You were on the call, Rich, remember? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I pointed him to that. And so, please, yeah, check out nothing but GI Joe stories for some good GI Joe fan fiction. Uh, shopping with the gang. Really, just one thing coming out next week, which, which I thought we'd do. The Justice Society um, one by Jeff Johns comes out. Um, I know Adam, the computer's really looking forward to it. Um, so I figured you'd be probably down for that, wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. Sure. So we'll do that one.
start to see I feel like I'm knocking on heaven's door about this um, Chinese Game of Thrones. It sounds like it's just totally 
I'm not sure it's even mentioned in any of the books. It's kind of interesting that, I mean, he, George R. R. Martin must wish he was younger, you know, because he could just cash this in for, like, if he was, like, 30 or 40, you know, he this is going to keep him earning for the rest of, you know, decades, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's crazy how popular it is. That, that has got to be the reason that he's, I think, he's having trouble. I think he's just got so many other things and meetings he takes. It's totally, And he's a slow writer anyway, and I think it's all just... It's almost all too much for him, you know? All the deals I, he's cutting. I, I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Weekly Comics Rich. Uh, first up, it was uh, Justice League 77... Flashback Friday for both of these. Um, Justice League 77, The Betrayal by Snapper Carr of the Justice League. Interesting issue by Denny. Uh, I just want to find out who's on art duties because I thought they did a good job. I think it might have been Dick Dillon. Um, interesting story. And, like, it was hilarious because the, it's it's going on, like, with this guy, John Average or whatever his name was, and he's against everybody who's got special abilities and stuff. And I'm like, God, what a prick. And then it was like, can you guess who it is, listeners, our readers? And I'm like, no. Then I, I'm like, actually, I think I remember Rich said it was a joke. <laughs> I was like, if not for Rich telling me that, no way could I have done it. Well, but, yeah, you know. I, I do I do regret saying it, but I didn't know we were going to pick it. So when we But were it was fun, man. I was Snapper Car Super Trader. And I thought Snapper Car was going to get uh, sort of like uh, off, you know, but he was guilty, man. I mean, he, he full-on lectured the Justice League at the end, like, oh, you know, you, everyone just thinks I'm the mascot. You know, everyone thinks I'm, you guys are freaks. And I'm like, fuck you, Snapper Car. Like, your brand and butter has been Justice League. Like, you've been living in the lap of luxury with the Justice League for years, and you've just turned on the Justice League. Snapper Car went yeah, down in my but, estimation. But, but what's that expression, you know? Uh, what? What's it? A... a, 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 a What's that expression about a cage? Is something about like even like luxury could be a cage or yeah, like a gilded prison or something. Yeah, like yeah, like gilded cage because like yeah, it's all fun again. But uh, as I said, there was a build up to this where everyone like kind of treated him differently. Like right. um, you know, like some people treated him like shit. Man, I I would have loved. I, I what you don't understand is I've always looked up to Snapper Car. I've like Snapper Car's had the dream job. He's in really? there with. I used to love that he was in there with the Just League and stuff, man. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I, I mean, I would this... this was just a story to get rid of him. Let's be honest; they didn't wow. want to just do a oh, okay. Well, thanks, guys. I'm I'm tired of the job and I don't yeah. want to do it anymore. And they were like, "We got to." It's like, it's like killing Robbins. Like, if we're going to get rid of him, we're yeah, gonna get rid of him. Yeah, and it was. I thought it was well done. I thought Denny did a good job. Like, frankly, I think it was a very, very professional job. Um. Snapper Car kind of knife the Justice League. I, I'm yeah. ca- I'm kind of holding it against Snapper Car. Snapper, I know he's a fictional character, but he, you know. he went on to have his own um, series as well. So. Did he really? Did he really? Yeah. Wow. It was a, it was a sci-fi. Um... Oh, which they kind of pointed to in the Hour Man thing. There was some mention of that, wasn't there? there yes, was, um, yeah, there was actually. I didn't it realize was, it was. While we're talking, I'll probably remember. Yeah, I, I know what you mean. They did put they they sort of they sort Blasters. of. Blasters. That was it was called Blasters. Blasters. Okay. Wow. And then he turned up an hour man. It's kind of like That's, the burnout. Yeah. Blasters is where he got the ability. I think it was after the. Um, do you remember the invasion storyline where everyone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gene bomb went off and uh, people started getting powers. I believe he got the ability uh. to teleport when he snapped his fingers. 
They don't try very hard sometimes, do they? They really don't try. Uh, well, you know what? I, you know what? To be fair, I kind of like the idea of taking a guy who's known for snapping his fingers <laughs> yes. and like, well, why don't we just give him a fucking power that works when he snaps his fingers? And yeah. At least he has a reason to. Because remember the whole reason I snap yeah, my fingers yeah, when I get excited. Snap you know his what fingers I mean? all the like, time. I love that. Happy. And now it's like, no, no, bro. If you snap your fingers, you're gonna teleport. So you know. Yeah, it <laughs> was. Your fingers wisely now. Well, I do want to point out Dick Dillon did good art on this as well. Um, yeah. Very dependable. There's another guy I would have loved to have got on the show. Uh, dude, uh, I'm not. I'm, I'm a bit scared of the paranormal, but how are you with seances? Could you do a seance to get Gardner Fox and Dick Dillon? Are you, do you know? Uh, I don't believe in that stuff, so I don't know how much success okay. I would have. Yeah, I'm a bit scared of it, frankly. So I, I'm just, I, I would more, it, we've got him on the line, Dave. You can you can dial in now. I don't want to be there at the ceremony kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, don't be, if you want to believe in this stuff, don't be such a wuss. No, I'm pretty scared of that stuff. But I don't really, I, I, like, I believe in the sense that I believe it could happen. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I believe in that, man. Yeah. Do I want to be invoking those dark powers, though? No. That's bad, bad mojo, man. Jesus, that's bad joke. Yeah, that's that's bad news bears when you get involved in that Again, stuff, Rich. Maybe all your information is wrong. Maybe all the people are well, like sitting there going, my God, why don't people want to talk to us? We're just sitting in the afterlife. <laughs> God, I'd love to chat to someone. <laughs> Robert Kanig is desperate to get on signal. He just yeah, can't get through. What if there's through. no such thing as an evil ghost? What if there's no such thing as a bad spirit, just nice spirits, just people who are like, you know, just sitting there going like, Jesus, really lonely. No one wants to do a seance and talk to me. Yeah. Well, I've left the door open for you, Rich. If you want to get involved and do it, do it. Like, come on. You just said, why do you people always think so negatively on stuff? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> now, uh, so I'm giving Justly 77 8 out of 10. What are you giving, Rich? Um, yeah, 8 out of 10 is a good score, I think. It's now good we come to something that I had so much fun with. Oh, my Lord. Conan the Barbarian, 58 to 59. It's not just the first appearance of Belit, Queen of the Black Coast. Uh, it is also the origin story of Bullet, which I did not know before this. Oh, my God. I love these issues. Roy Thomas and Big John Buscema on art duties. This was heaven. This was absolute heaven. Sorry, he's just so grumpy. Um, yeah, no, I, I really... I mean, I love the art and I love the storytelling. I think this is the best Roy Thomas stuff I've ever read. Roy Thomas, for me, always feels a bit flat, but I think he's got it going on here in a major way. I, I and John Buscema on art duties. He when I think of Conan art, it is him I think of. Where, where are you on a reach? Oh no, the art the art is fantastic. Um, yeah. The art is he's definitely more of a salient feature. Yeah. I mean the story is enjoyable, but at the end of the day it's just a I feel like it's just um like a filler origin. Really? Story. Wow. It's still done no no it's still done well. It's still yeah. an entertaining um interesting origin story. But I mean these two issues just break down I mean, especially one of them is just basically a a complete origin story of Belit. Um yeah, so but it's great. it's it's in it's 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 fairly enjoyable. Um mm. uh, I mean, put it this way, it, it made me interested to read more about the character and like continue that adventure of her and Connie because it feels like there was gonna be something coming between them. Um Well what comes between them is her death, man. Like that's that's what she's famous. She's no, I yeah. I don't necessarily mean just that. I mean like, remember the guy put a curse on them, and yes. I feel like like there's a bit like of like maybe like a treasure or a jewel or something comes between them for a bit yeah. or causes 
you know, I, I just feel like it was setting up something quite nice. Well, so the good news is, the good news is, this was in. Um, it's funny they called this epic collection Queen of the Black Coast because she's literally in the last two issues. But the next, the next one um, has has all their adventures leading into her death, which is called. Um, I'll find it. What it's called? It's. I think it's called Once and Future Kings. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, of Once and Future Kings, and that covers. Um, that's the next epic collection, and I'm reading that because I read these two issues, and it lit a fire in me, man. It lit a fucking fire in me, dude. I was just well, like, fires in the bum are always good. Oh, dude, I texted you and I said, man, I'm loving my Conan. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been so fucking deep. Which, let, let's be honest, it was not exactly like a surprising um, text. text to read from yeah. you. Let's be honest. Yeah. It wasn't like I was like, oh, wow, I'm shocked. <laughs> You're like, wow, what's going on with Dave? He likes Conan. I didn't know that. But this, for me, because I normally am a savage sort of Conan guy, but this time, uh, John Buscema, and I also like the colours, man. I, I, I thought the colorization. Don't they recolor them for the epic collections? Because I think the colorization was fantastic. Um, where are you on that, Rich? I don't know if they do actually uh, touch up colors. Um, I mean, they might do it digitally, maybe. I thought they did for everything these days. But let's. I'm going to bring it up and let's find out who the colorist is because we want. I want to pay. I want to pay them some love because I think they did a great job. Uh, look, this honestly, I I didn't know the origin of Bullet. I never knew all this information. Um, this information was new to me, and oh my god, did I enjoy it! I've always wanted to. Know. I will say this was quite funny about the origin. Mm. Um, Conan says to like the um, her sort of second in command, her 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 her, her, her right hand man. Yeah, he's like a shaman. He's like, why does she? Um, uh, was it the Stygians? Is it? Yeah, Stygians. Yeah. Yeah, he's like. Why does she hate the Stygians? And he tells, he starts off telling the story of, you know, what happened to her father and, yeah. and stuff. But then it tells up, then he continues and tells the whole story of them winding up with the Africans and her. And I was like, he didn't ask that. He only asked why she hates them. Because that second part of her origin's got nothing to do with the question of why does she hate the Stygians? Like, I just thought it was funny. Yeah, I'm not, I don't have an issue with it. I just thought yeah. it was funny. It is a bit funny, but but it goes into the whole thing. And and like, so I found the colorist. Um, it is Michael w- Michelle Wolfman um, was a colorist. Um, Steve Garn was embellisher, which I assume is their word for inker. And John Buscema was the artist, and uh, Roy Thomas was the writer and editor. Joe Rosson on lettering duties. Man, I fuck. Like I will say this. I'm gonna I'm gonna break it down for real for listeners. Seriously, go out today, buy the epic collection of Queen of the Black Coast, and buy of Once and Future Kings. You're in for an absolute treat. This is great seventies storytelling of probably the greatest sword and sorcery hero of all time. Um, I I honestly my rankings of Conan Robert E Howard is obviously the best, followed by Chuck Dixon and Savage Sword. This is the next best followed by Robert Jordan's books. That's the rankings. They're official now, Rich. Oh, wow. Official. It's fucking official, man. I I have said it. Let it be done. Notarized? Yeah, you can notarize, man. Put it in, put it in the minutes. Um, well, I'm, I'm, I'm not a... Um, yeah, you can throw it down I, in the minutes, I man. I can't do notarized. Like it's, I don't have the stamp in the, uh, yeah. the authority. Well, someone out there is going to have to add in the computer, make a note in the in the record. Um, yeah, no, this, this blew me away. Uh, if I saw Roy Thomas, I'd shake his hand right now, and I'd say, "Well done." 
and big John Bushimmer sadly passed away. I, I've always loved John Bushimmer, uh, and I love his Conan. Oh my god, he does a good Conan, doesn't he, Rich? Like, I oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I think he. To me, everyone always debates who's the best Conan. Barry Windsor Smith was very, very good, but the Conan in my mind is this Conan, you know, and he did it for so long, you know. I think he was doing it until he pretty much passed. Um, so yeah, incredible. Uh, and also for readers of Robert E. Howard, I don't believe he ever gave you the full origin of Bullet, at least not in this detail. Um, and I thought it really added to it, man. I really added to it. My knowledge of Bullet now is massive, you know? Um, yeah. It, yes, well, you, you learned why she hates the Stygians and how yeah. she became the queen. The queen of the, of the Black Corsairs, yeah, for sure. No, and all, you, and all you had to ask was, why does she hate the Stygians? Nine out of ten. Nine out of ten. Where are you, Rich? Eight out of ten. Eight. Whoa, slow down. Why only eight? What's going on there with eight? Because it's enjoyable, but it's <laughs> it's still it's still just like filler. Man, you've got a strange conception of the word filler. This this wasn't filler for me, man. Mate, if if you're spending the entire issue, yeah, if you're spending the entire issue telling a character's origin story, that's instead good. Of maybe break no no instead of maybe breaking that up so that you like. Um, you can interweave it, then that to me that's a filler issue. You've literally just gone, I need to get an issue. I'm just going to make this an origin issue and one long sort of dump of information of the character. That's mm. a filler issue. Wow. For me, like, was... I'm just saying, I'm sorry, if you can't weave it into the story, like where he finds out a bit about her a bit by Well he then, weaved it in, he asked a question and he got it. <laughs> <laughs> well then you've got a weird definition of weaving, so <laughs> He fucking asked it. Conan asked the question. He got an answer. That was it. The end. Yeah, um, you, 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 if you twisted my arm, I'd be willing to give it an eight point five. But it's it's not a nine out of ten. All right. Well, I'm giving it nine. I don't care about your score. Um, so, what's your official score? Is it eight or eight point five? Yeah, but just for you to make you happy, yeah. I'll give it an eight point five. I'm a lot happier now. See, now I'm happy. That's all you had to do, man. That's all you had to do, dude. You know. Keep Dave happy. Keep Dave happy, and the machine rumbles yeah, on. Yeah, gotta give, gotta give him his body. <laughs> now, uh, trade of the week was aliens. Uh, what a slog! Can I just say that? Firstly, like, mm, yeah, oh, no, you wow. you accused me of a bad pick last week. Yeah, well, <laughs> we, we've continued that tradition of bad picks two weeks in a row, man. Yeah. This, yeah, this was. I mean, this story was. I, I like. There were this, el- is, this, this is an alien killer, like uh, oh, uh, uh, like a franchise killer story. Like, is. good God, if this was the movie, if this was the next movie, the alien franchise would have been dead. I mean, they start off with Newt, and then it's a dream, and then she's in psychological. They've got Hicks. Did Hicks's face get massacred? I don't remember his face getting that massacred, but maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, well, we don't really see his face because it ends. The movie ends with him with the bandages on. Right, right, right. Remember, so he does get some like acid splashback or something, but when when she puts him into stasis, he has the bandages on his face, so you don't actually really know. So I'm just right. Okay. The problem with this art is it's so inconsistent. Yeah, Um, it is. In some panels, it looks more fucked up, and in other panels, it looks not that bad. Yeah. So the the art itself is not great and very inconsistent. uh, The art is not great. The storytelling is confused. Um, This this same guy did some quite good. predator 
but I felt that this was pretty lackluster, um, really. And and like I think I'm being generous when I call it lackluster. I actually felt but the aliens were bad. fine, but yes. his human characters were like, like oh, they all had the same rectangular face. <laughs> yeah, they like, did. Like, yeah, yeah. The aliens were look great. The aliens look like they were drawn by a different artist. Um, but again, sometimes it's easier to draw things that are not human. Like that's the thing. Like the aliens are just like like a big head shape. Sure. Um, like you know, sometimes it can be easier to draw non-human things, and mm. you know, it's sometimes difficult for some people to draw human things because you know, I mean, everyone knows what a human looks like. So, yeah. so even point. if you got something slightly wrong with the alien, unless you were some super super fan who studied every minute detail of the alien anatomy, you probably wouldn't even pick up yeah. if something looks slightly off or not correct. Whereas but we, we when you see a human you know, face. Yeah. When you see a human face, you go, oh, that doesn't look like a human face. Well, that looks terrible. So, yeah, yeah. Oh, this was, yeah, this this was a shocker, really, in terms of everything. Like, the it art. It's boring. It's the crime of, as you said last week, it's the crime of being boring. It was very boring. It, and it just got worse and, and too worse. Many, yeah, too many stories going on. Way too many stories. Like, like it, it, it wraps up with, like, a fucking end of the earth kind of thing, or, you know, the aliens. Oh, are... and, and, and it ends up with an, uh, 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 fuck it, um, like a superhero alien? Yeah, yeah, he just came out of nowhere. <laughs> um, well, Day Ex Machina, they always call about. I mean, he literally came out of the sky, this character who hadn't been in it at all, and it's like, oh, he's here to solve all the problems. Um, and that was bizarre in itself. The elephant... Oh, and then it ends with him, like, okay, so they're going to basically nuke Earth, and then the alien's gone like, yeah, I'm actually going to take Earth for my race now, so... If yeah. you come back, just keep an eye out. I'll be. It's. It's. We're going to be coming to take over. And I was just like, I, I guess you were definitely trying to set up another story where now those aliens are the bad guys or something. But yeah. I'm like, ah, oh, it's too much, man. You got the Hick storyline. You got the fucking uh, Newt and yeah. Android storyline, love storyline. You've got this cultist on Earth storyline. This corporate. <laughs> oh my god. So many unnecessary characters to follow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Threads going on. No, man. You were supposed to do a, a, a follow up to Aliens. This is this is not a follow up to Aliens. This is like, this is like a um, a Bible. You know what I mean? It's like a Bible of unnecessary. Yeah. Law that you're trying to introduce to the alien stuff that one doesn't fit. Uh, doesn't belong. Like this whole cult with the dreams. And oh the yeah, man, that came out of nowhere. You know, people in their dreams, and I'm like, no, 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 no. You've lost the plot. <laughs> like, you, you. This is terrible. Like, whoever greenlit this, like, no. Yeah, no. It was. It was. It was awful. Um, and I and I really felt that um, this was probably, if I'm being honest, uh, one of the poorer comics we've done for such a good franchise. Uh, I felt that this was confusing. It, it almost felt like this was about three different comic storylines which they merged into one for some reason. I don't know why they did it like well, this. You know, personally, I would think like to me, this is this is worse than the damage one because at least with damage, you have no expectations. You yes, no, agreed. You have agreed. no investment. You've got no. You can be like, ah, eh, it's boring, but whatever. Throw it away. And move yeah. on. The problem is, is like Alien is such a great, such a great franchise. It's such a. Um, a lot of history to it that when you read when when you read something like this you just go oh my god this is like a travesty to the alien like law or or uh, mythology and all that so yeah. it, it, it's actually a bit worse because one is boring and two it almost could you imagine reading this in the 80s 
Oh. I think it would have killed my interest in it. <laughs> yeah. If I'd read this in the 80s after watching the movie, yeah, yeah, I think it might have killed off my interest in fucking aliens, if I'm being honest. No, I agree. Well, the, the, I, I always felt that that Aliens movie, I, I remember saying, I think it's the perfect action movie. I said that at the time, and I still think that. And this is like the worst possible sequel you could do. Yeah. Um, oh, Aliens is the perfect like um, not not action movie. I call I, I think it's a perfect action horror movie. Sure, or like horror action movie. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Like it, it, those two genres combined, I think it's it's quite perfect. It's fantastic. Uh, this is not. <laughs> no, this, this doesn't is... have any of of that um, horror or that great action. It's no. lacking both. I agree. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, it was. It's very sterile. This this comic is very. If I'm being honest, I think it's very sterile it's very um uh, uh milk toast it's it's yeah no it's, it's it, not horror it's not scary it doesn't have great action it's very poor it's, it's trying to be a, like a drama piece mm. i feel like it's trying to be like existential and and arty and yeah you know what i mean a deep and i was like that's, i don't come to aliens for deepness no like, you know it, what i mean not at all not at all uh yeah no whatever this what like this this particular comic storyline was trying to be a lot of things and all it did was fail at, at a lot of things it was it was almost like i think it was weirdly way more ambitious than the ability of the writer and certainly the artist to actually achieve you know um, yeah i feel like i feel like you could have maybe gotten away with this if you had maybe built um so if maybe like the first series that you did mm is maybe about um this cult yeah on 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 like earth um and and what ha you know and maybe now earth is being overrun yeah with these aliens and hicks you know going to be brought out because he only and then earth gets lost they're like we can't mm. do it and you know most of the population's gone and survivors blast up into space and yes they're going to nuke the planet like I, i'm okay with that mm. like that would have been just on itself mm. um without the without the fucking like mommy dreams and, <laughs> and and all that sort of stuff mm. i think that would have been a fine story just that story on its own yeah would have been fine but as i said there's just too there's just far too many threads in this man yeah like, there, there's way there's way too many and that's what that's that's what i'm saying I, I just think like they were way more ambitious than they needed to be and they just failed oh, for sure yeah yeah that that's like yeah taking a way bigger bite than you're ready for yeah and, and it's a failure i mean I'm gonna give it three and a half out of ten. Um, I because I like a uh, lot. I'm, you know, I'm just gonna go for three. I'm yeah, not no, even yeah. Half. I'm it's hard to give it any more. Like I'm sort of shrugging. I'm I'm like, there's not much to really recommend it. Like honestly, like if you if you if you're a big fan of Newt and Hicks from Aliens, and and I was, you know, you're not gonna be satisfied with this. This is not gonna scratch your itch. You know. And I was thinking about buying the Aliens Omnibus, and I'm not going to buy it now. I'm like, man, if this is the kind of shit they were putting out, I'm like, no. Because the Predator stuff was better than this, a lot better. And the same writer did Predator. He did Concrete Jungle and stuff, and he did so much of a better job on that. Um, I don't know. This was, this was a miss. This was, this, was, this was a swing and a miss. It happens. You know, not, not everything's going to be a hit. Um, yeah. You know, and, and sometimes people, they... You know, no one tries to make a bad comic, and I, no, and, you know, and it, it was what it was, man. So, 
look, at least we, we, we checked it out. We tried it. Uh, Ray was raving about aliens, and uh, I've got to say, I hope well, he's got better stuff than this. Look, I think this, this is a perfect example, and this is also why sometimes a lot of the early Star Wars stuff, um, people look back and they go, ah, it wasn't super great. Mm. It's because it's just new. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, Alien, Aliens, it's still fairly new, and you, you're kind of doing a comic. So uh, are, are we maybe judging a bit harshly with all the history that we have now? Probably. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I hear um, Yeah. But I'll be honest with you, I still don't think it's – I don't think it's – anywhere as close to being as entertaining as the aliens movie so i'm, oh, I'm judging no. it just on i'm judging on that alone but i what i'm saying is that i i do i i have my sympathies for them because it's really hard to know where to take a franchise when it's still so new like it's it's yeah. popular you've had this mission but you kind of go like oh well i don't know where to like what what are we supposed to, you know you you're just a writer comic company says to you hey we've got the fucking license do you do, do you think thing, bang at a story and you're like, well, I, I okay, I don't know what the fuck it is, but do, do you is. think part of the uh, honestly, if I was giving my tip, part of the problem might have been the second they decided to do Newton Hicks. I I think by trying to tie it in, they it, it wasn't a great tie in. I almost would have thought fresh characters, you know, meeting aliens. Uh, I don't, you know, I I just think yeah, I, I I half agree with you. I think the Newt character is unnecessary. Mm. Um, because I kind of feel like if you're gonna do something that could be with uh, um, uh, Ripley, mm. uh, but I don't mind the Hicks thing. As I said, like you could have Hicks been like this. Hicks was you know, better than Newt in this. He was he was better. No, but I'm like if you're gonna do a story, a follow up story, I don't mind the Hicks being part of it because he's the soldier. Yeah, and that's you know one of the things we loved about Aliens was the Marines. Oh, fuck yeah. Yes. So I don't have an issue if you if you're like, well, look, we're not going to touch Ripley, mm. and we're probably not going to touch Newt because maybe we want to do something with Ripley and Newt because you know, I mean, that that was their relationship. Sure. It wasn't Newt and Hicks. Newt and Hicks didn't have the relationship Ripley and Newt did. Definitely, yeah. So I, I'd be like, okay, well, look, she's the main character. We're not going to really touch that because we don't want to, you know, we don't know where they're going to take the character or if there's anything in the future. But mm. why don't we use the Hicks character? Why don't we see if there's something we can do? Of as I said, if you do a story of like. They did manage to bring an alien back to Earth or something like that, and it all goes awry, and they kind of bring in Hicks as the only person that's, you know, other than Ripley, or maybe they can't get hold of Ripley, and they need to get Hicks, and Hicks is a little bit damaged because, you know, PTSD, all that sort of stuff. Again, could have had something interesting, but again, I, I, I feel bad for them because, again, you don't know... You know, you, you, it's not your thing. You just get tossed, you know, you're right to work for yeah, Marvel. but, but the, the same say, guy did a very good job on Predator, you know? But and later or the same time? Whenever Predator 2 came out, he, he, he they got the license to Predator. I don't know when, when I so mean, a few years look, later. I think, well, I mean, I think Predator is a little bit easier um, as as a property because you kind of know what the – no one knows what the aliens are. Like, sure. No one really knows their motivation, their reason. Yeah. His Predator is a lot better. Be like, Okay, it's just a, it's a it's it's a big game hunter. Okay, I can yeah. I can wrap my head around that. But I guess when you have a, an alien where you don't really know, does it have motives? Are they smart? Are they just feral? Like maybe it's a bit hard of like, well, I don't really know what kind of story to tell. As I said, I would have told the Hick story of you know him being brought back into or being forced back into the fold as being the only guy that's or only Marine that's faced them and survived and, yeah. and all that sort of stuff. But you know, it, it this is what they went with, and sadly, that's what we got. <laughs> exactly. Well, you gave it three. I gave it three point five. Um, 
you know, it is what it is. Now, I do want to mention, um, firstly, thank you for listening, everyone. I mentioned again the Patreon because we've got more Sinner of Doom coming and there's exclusive stuff on there. So join the Patreon if you can, guys. Support the show. It's much appreciated. Um, we're members of the collective. We've got shows like uh, Ghost Rider, Inner Demons with Brian Biggie. You've got Into the Night with Ray. You've got Last Sons of Krypton with Connor. I'm guesting on Last Sons of Krypton on Tuesday. We're doing Superman versus Lobo. So check us out on Last Sons of Krypton. Um, you've got Ghost Spider Groupies. You've got Capes and Lunatics putting out a ton of good content. Uh, Phil, and I'm doing a show with Phil uh, and Ray, Ultimate Spidercast on the weekend, and obviously Lilith and Charlie and all the gang at Capes and Lunatics. They put out a lot of good content. Um, there's a ton of good stuff on the collective. Check it out. There's even more than I've mentioned, but there's a ton of good content on there. Now, Richard, it's your choice next week, and we need mm. something, man, to cleanse the palate because we've had two bad ones in a row, man. Where someone needs to break the chain, man. You need to. You need to. Do you need to go back to the drawing board, man? Do you want me to suggest yeah, Conan? I I, I'm not going to throw anything out there randomly. Um, Do you want me to suggest I'm Savage sort of Conan, Chuck Dixon I don't for want you? You to suggest anything? No. <laughs> um, we 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 both we both in the the naughty box. Yeah, we've struggled. We've struggled um, badly. So I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go back to the drawing board and I'm gonna pick out a doozy. All right, fair enough. Uh, and Rachel, let me know about that and I'll put it up on the on the Facebook page. Uh, please like us on the Facebook page if you haven't already. Most have. Um, you know, follow the Twitter. Um, there's all, all this shit going on on Twitter. I don't really care. Look, follow us on Twitter if you want to. Um, there's, there's all this stuff going on, Rich, with Hive Social. I haven't bothered to check it out because I probably should because uh, a lot of comic book creators are on there. So if it doesn't... I say if you want to promote yourself, just be on all the platforms. Yeah. Well, I feel like I am already, but I just get tired. But, um, yeah, no, I, I will I will join up Hive Social and, and create a single Doom account. Um, but, yeah, I mean, look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. Good night.